Oh, God, I'm pregnant. Are you pregnant? I might be. <gasps> Can't trust women these I'm days, can you? I've been on a sheet too much. I was going to say, it's going to come out with wool, isn't it? Evening, everybody. I'm Seth Cram. I'm Bad. Skazius. Welcome to episode 88 <gasps> of the Madness Podcast. 12 to go. Oh, God. Of course, it's always so exciting now because they've declared peace, haven't they? For now. Until we turn up and I've yeah. got a Rocketman t-shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I've, all I've been seeing on the last days is them just doing random stuff like, you know, shaking hands, crossing over, planting a tree. Must be like an episode of fucking Banzai for all going around shaking hands. <laughs> yeah. We're tuning yeah. to Banzai here, what's going on? Did you see his motorcade with his escort and all the guys just running beside the, the limousine? That's Bless his him. escort. He didn't want a JFK situation going on there. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Well, to be fair, it's quite chunky. I don't think the bullet belt to finish him off that easily. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> That's what this is. This is my bulletproof vest. You see, is that is that how? Yeah, it works? It's, it's, I'm pretty sure that f- they but Kevlar's based on fat. I'm pretty sure. So uh, what you're saying is that if you get shot, well, technically though, if you get shot and you say that, that stops the bullet, what you're saying is you're not going to bleed out, but that might be a bit of a nightmare for us to remove the bullet from such a. But if it's you know been stuck in fat, am I too worried? I just have to lose lots of weight then I'll appear again won't we you can take cut out <laughs> is that you're going to start like yeah. doing sit ups and yeah. stuff it's like, how I was inspired to lose weight <laughs> being shot <laughs> Suffolk Rams ultimate diet plan take a bullet <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah each DVD box set comes with a small gun and a single round <laughs> yeah. you can buy the family pack that comes with six <laughs> that's a like a suicide pack <laughs> yeah uh, uh. Right, well, we best make a start as we are on time as usual. Um, <laughs> do you know? I've noticed the last few weeks we've been late getting started on the podcast. No. I'm trying to work out what the common denominator, what's changed in the last few weeks. No, I don't believe you. I reckon uh, we're just early. We're early uh, for next week. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> next yeah. week. Oh, yeah, we next week. Yeah, <laughs> I just am trying to work out what's changed in the last few weeks that's made us late again. I can't figure it out. No idea. <laughs> Uh, that sounds. This sounds like a segment for Fear Tractor. Yes, it does. Yes, mm. it does. So you know what they say about wizards, though, don't you? No, They're never late. Always on time. Their time. Yeah, well, wizard time. You know, wizard <laughs> time is uh, there whenever you're supposed to be. Yeah. So, Bard, I'll let you oh, you want me to start? I thought. I think so. You don't have to start if you want to. No, I'm quite happy but, to start. I see no reason why not. No, then. Yeah, I might as well let the latest person go first. Why does the glasses say polo on the side? Because oh, that, yeah. that's the make. Well, you words on the side the, of They're face. Ralph Lauren. I'll have you know. Is <laughs> that good? Apparently it's sponsored by polo. You've got real on the side of your head. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, I bought these for 60 quid. Bloody yeah. hell, you yeah, rich I, bastard. No, I just literally go, like, I just walked in the shop and said, here's my prescription. What's I the won't cheapest, tell you how what's much the, mine What's the cheapest pair of glasses you do? Are they expensive? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, just because I didn't like any of the other designs and I'm like I hate thick rim glasses and stuff and I was just like yeah I don't like these oh these look nice oh they're really expensive oh well buy them and then the first thing I did is I went to the toilet in the pub and they fell off in the urinal so (laughs) (laughs) this is is what you see this is part of the reason why I don't have expensive glasses Uh, what so you don't piss on (laughs) no well yeah but I I work with pigs and pig muck Mm. you know yeah, yeah, I, I get you. They might, they might I just figured, just christened them. I did disinfect the hell out of them afterwards. <laughs> fucking christened them. What did you do, like, go and dip them in some of them? Yeah, did someone have a wee after? Is that no, I was going when they fell in. So I, like, oh, I can't stop now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Well, your one's reasonably sterile. It's not brilliantly sterile, but it's reasonably I was sterile. quite drunk at the time, and apparently they were saying in the next room, all they could hear is, for fuck's sake, I'm pissing on my fucking Ralph Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good job. Well, I'd like to throw out there, since we're now talking about glasses, I'm a poor bastard who had to go to the to the opticians. The oh, day. no. And it turns out that I am a blind old cunt. But I am so blind, I'm going to go out and get a monocle. I didn't realise how blind awesome. I was until I got the, these. It was It's ridiculous how blind I am. So I go, where <laughs> are these? It's like looking at the world in HD. It's insane. Isn't yeah. it great? It is. That's what we call my glasses, HD. They become HD. Like the world, just, you're in standard death and you put them yeah. on and just everything becomes tack sharp. <laughs> I realise that I can't read signs across streets <laughs> and stuff. It's just like, <laughs> fucking hell. So you're right. See, I, I have that issue, but I, but I drive. That's why I definitely glasses. Nick's like, what the fuck? What's that smeary thing in the middle of the... What's uh, that human-shaped thing directly in front of me <laughs> that I'm heading towards at high speed? <laughs> oh, I don't know what it was. What, random speed bump? What, random oh. speed bump? That's but now, bad, that's my glasses are good enough that I can see people reversing into me. Oh, good job. You can read their number plates. I can get their number plates. Wangers. Yeah, I'm so blind. I'm tempted to just tell you about what the number plate was and what car it was and what colour it is. Do it. It's a Renault Capture. Oh, God. <laughs> it's orange slash red. But I won't tell you the number plate. What the, what the fuck is a Renault Well, you, you've gone most of the way. Like is that one of those, like, is that a gate guardian it's for a, a website? It's a 59 plate. There you go. All right. We're, we're part way there. Yeah. Yeah. Suss it out. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, that's Rena, your thing, Renault Capture. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Is it a Goat Guardian? Yeah. Is it going to be really dodgy and ask me to click all the signs? No, it just runs off. It just hits you and then just <laughs> thinks about it and drives off. Oh, never again! <laughs> it gets you to click the, uh, the answer and then just disappears off your computer screen forever and takes, takes your password with it. Mother <laughs> fucker. <laughs> nice login details you've got there. would be a shame if someone deleted them. It's like... No, don't do that, don't... <laughs> no! How am I supposed to access my hardcore collection of Honda and Kawasaki pictures? <laughs> Done on everybody else. That's just websites. <laughs> the people think I'm with like a sheep, he likes motorbikes. I do. They're gorgeous. Yeah. They make nice sounds. Maybe we can shape. combine these two things no. into one severely distorted fetish. I was going to say, I've never seen a woolly motorcycle before. <laughs> that is it's always been waiting to happen, isn't it? It's to be fair. Is that like the people who put the old, um, the, the, like the, the, uh, you know, the tiger designs all over their steering wheels and their, yeah. over their seats? Is that what this is? We're just yeah. going to put like a wall all over a motorcycle and. Yeah. Well, the Triumph Flock. Right, yeah, yeah. Anyway, game. Game. Let's move on. Let's scout. Game uh, but, uh, right, yeah, me. Right, um, I'm just going to open up a really nasty Budweiser. That's angry. That's angry! <laughs> what did you do to it? It's Budweiser. I'm trying to understand if it's been poisoned or it's, not. It's definitely not edible, so... <laughs> Budweiser's not really Yes, it, it tastes awful. It's definitely Budweiser. <laughs> now, I've worked out why Americans have that beer so cold. It's the only way to get with the awful taste of their beer, isn't it? Just make it so cold you can't taste it anymore. Americans don't really understand. Do, you know, do Americans have taste buds? I thought it was a myth. No, but Americans are myths. Oh. Keep telling us that that's a fictional place. It's not real. It it's, just, well be. it's just what we tell everyone else to keep them in line. 
Yeah. Don't make us send the Americans on yeah. you. Keep being that thick. <laughs> You're going to end up being like was, America. It's the question. Would you rather live in America right now or live in North Korea? North Korea? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'll take fucking Uganda over America. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've probably got a better health system. I reckon so. They shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Rather that than have to like pay. No, America. Heard they've got a great weight loss scheme over there. Yeah, they have. Shoot yeah, I've got you. sponsorship over there. <laughs> yeah. Everything is every the answer to everything is shoot you. Oh, we're supposed to be talking about games. We are. <laughs> There's right. been a lot of shooting people anyway, on the yeah. podcast. Right, yeah, I've been playing two games that were very kindly donated to me by Scares, uh, gifted to me from the GOG sale that happened recently. I'm continuing with my, with my CRPG kick and picked up. Shadowrun Dragonfall mm-hmm. and Shadowrun Hong Kong, which are based on an old pen and paper RPG. I'm not sure how old, actually, um, but it must have been around a while because there were Shadowrun games on the SNES and the, I've played the Super Mega Nintendo Drive. One. The Super Nintendo one's really good. Um, I don't remember much about it, but that was because I completely forgot about the series until you mentioned it was on Super yeah. Nintendo. And that's the one that's kind of like... Whoosh, it's down. all isometric yeah, looking, like, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a pretty damn good game. I haven't played it in a long time. I can't remember much about it. I remember it kind of played out a bit like a role-playing game and a point-and-click. It had mm. that kind of thing going on. Um, but yeah, the, the actual pen and paper game is fairly old. I've never played the pen and paper game. I've always wanted to. Uh, this, playing these, have actually made me kind of want to play a bit more. Okay. Um, yeah, I really like the world setup. The basic idea is that it's, um, it's fantasy meets sci-fi. Mm. It's set in the real world. I didn't realise this until I was playing the game. So I was like, oh, okay. I thought it would have been some sort of fantasy dimension. But no, it's set in the real world. Um, there's an event that happens in 2060 or thereabouts, which causes fantasy creatures to appear in reality, in the real world. Um, but the actual game is... or Well, the pen and paper game and, and the video games is set... Like about a hundred years later, in sort of a dystopian cyberpunk future, it's got kind of Blade Runnery elements about it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very, very cyberpunk. Um, so you've got a multitude of races, but the races that are playable are humans, elves, dwarves, trolls, and orcs. Um, yeah, so they've, they've kind of come through this portal or something and just ended up in the real world. Never trust portals. Various places all over the world they appeared. A dragon appeared and then destroyed Berlin, apparently. Um, Good choice. A guy took down a dragon and they they then, uh, yeah, then all sort of became a fantasy reality mix-up. Um, what an inconsiderate bastard. I know, what's going on? But um, I will predominantly talk about one of the games rather than talk about both of them, although I have to say, I... I I am enjoying both of them. I finished one of them. Um, Fucking hell, you did that great. Yeah, I play. I was really into it. Like the story really got hold of me. I was like, "Wow, I haven't played a game with a story this good in quite some time." Mm. Um, went through, which was Dragonfall, the first one. Uh, Hong Kong is um, a later release. I think it came out about a year or two later. That's the one I've got on Steam. Yeah, I prefer it. That's not knocking Dragonfall in any way. Dragonfall is a very, very good game, but Hong Kong's better because it just takes. Oh. Mm. Well, it's your dun, own dun, damn dun. bloody shot. Oh, dear. I'm a little bit disappointed because I wanted to shout at Tom. Why? Because he likes Nero Tom and I can't figure out why. Yeah. Tom, we need to have a discussion, so next podcast, don't fucking forget it because I'm getting angry. It's two weeks, mate. Fortnight. It's every fortnight, like clockwork. 
Pop so so count like every four. Two weeks. Why am I going this way? It's two weeks. Camera's there, man. <laughs> yeah. Stop looking at that laptop. It's two weeks. Fortnite. Tom's actually off camera. We're just going sat there. Yeah, he's off camera with another laptop, and he's messaging me right now. So, but, but yeah, yeah I, I, we desperately need to have a discussion about Neil Automata because, no offense, man, but I think you're wrong. Yeah, we did just have a discussion about Neil Automata in the kitchen for yeah, about yeah. half an hour before we did the podcast. No, 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 no. We weren't late. But that was that was for half mine, wasn't it? We weren't, you know, we were late for technical reasons. We weren't late for discussing <laughs> Neil Tong. We weren't late for discussing Neil Tong in the kitchen. Um, well, at least you're here in spirit. Technical reasons. At least you're here in spirit. Oh, I must stop looking at this laptop. At least you're here in spirit. Technical reasons. You mean me setting up? <laughs> two weeks. What question mark? Yes, t- two weeks. That's, that's uh, fourteen days. Fourteen days. Three hundred and. Tw- 32 hours don't worry I forgot for weeks on end how, was that, how long has it gone for? about a year bloody hell a year over a year actually because like, you were here for like one Christmas episode and then we had a whole year and a Christmas episode about you actually it wasn't a whole year was it it was th- it was the first couple of months of that year I was here and then it was no no you were definitely gone for a whole year because sure. I was talking about that was the year I was talking about um, Dragon's Dogma that was that Christmas wasn't it I think that was a long time ago. That was a long time. So ago. I don't remember it. It was quite a while back. I barely remember. The hey, last look, time. our viewers really needed the respite. Okay, it's uh, yeah, it was important. Well, he's here anyway now, so he can enjoy us. He's never wrong. Oh, trust me, mate, on this one, you're wrong. <laughs> and I could fucking seriously, I can fill an entire podcast with just the rantings on this game. In fact, I've done. Did you play Wolfenstein Two yet? Not yet. <laughs> Trust me, that's God. coming. That is coming. Oh dear. Look, you can like the game. You can like it, but you're fucking wrong, mate. You are wrong. I've done at least nine streams on that game so far. In the nicest way possible. It's, um... Shit. <laughs> anyway... That's a bard. I can't even remember where we were now. What we talked about... Like, Dragons. I got to the point where, up. yeah, they all Shall turned up. And it's all, uh... But yeah, it's now all in the future, and they've been there a while. You've got your basic kind of tropes going on. Orcs and trolls are kind of discriminated against. One second. What do you mean it gets so much better? Define it gets when. When, mate. Carry on. Because it's going to be about a minute before we get the answer, so carry on. Sorry, I'll do it. Right. Don't, I will, I will edit all these bits out. So it just no, sounds no, like no, you bloody well won't. <laughs> so, no, no, I'll that makes him sound really. He'll be sat there <laughs> twitching. <laughs> on. Yeah. Where What's was that? I again? Have you got that outside? I'll be like that robot from Total Recall that drives the taxi. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's all um, got got your usual fancy tropes. Messy humans are kind of looked down upon. Um, elves a little bit less because they're pretty so everybody's kind of like oh well you know they're not a human but they're all, they're all right kind of thing Wankers. dragons dragons are the most interesting because after the first dragon which goes nuts and destroys everything um, the other dragons are a bit more clever because the dragons all, are all um, very different personality wise dragons pretty much rule everything they all become businessmen and corporation managers um, and so there's you get the the sort of subtle impression that you're all just being played by the dragons. The dragons are pretty much in charge of everything and they're fucking around with everybody and everyone else is just kind of 
thinking they've got their own plans, but it all ties into what the dragons are doing. But you play a shadow runner, and the shadow runners are basically kind of like mercenaries, but criminal and criminals. They're like um, guys that are hired to do dirty jobs no one wants to do. So um, clean the toilets. Yeah, that kind of thing. Wipe dragons' asses. Yeah, pretty much. Now they're all sort of assassins and uh, hackers and and such. They're um, good jobs. Yeah, everyone wants to do those jobs. We all want to be mass murdering assassins and hackers and yeah, that kind of deal. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Are you really an assassin if you're a mass murderer? Oh, I suppose so. It depends if you've done. Depends if you're a really good you assassin and you've killed loads of people on yeah, various missions, mass then, yeah. murders implies that you just go in like killing hundreds of people and hoping your targets amongst them. I don't know, but then again, what about if you're an assassin like serial killer, and you, you? Com- commit genocide by just dropping one bomb? Then you're a pretty damn good assassin, aren't you? I wouldn't say that. No, see, that just sounds a bit too assassin to me is a bit more pinpoint. You're taking out the one target that controls, sort of takes on the whole organisation. Um, Nick, I've got a target for you, America. Now it. Problem solved. How do I kill America? Go there and give them free health care. Holy shit, don't you be doing that. They'll they be will, riots in the will, street. They will, they will be so shocked. The idea of being able to get, you know... Mate, uh, they'd argue against it. I know, they'd no, somehow no, argue no, against I would it. Free, exactly, the society would collapse over that and then America would be dead. Also, Tom's wrong. Yeah, ban cheeseburgers. <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah, only the only the elite can have cheeseburgers. The elite's been me. I don't like cheeseburgers. Oh, you can have one as well. Yes. <laughs> I've got a quota. <laughs> no cheeseburgers yeah. for Bart, apparently. Yeah, but you don't have to come to him. It's only for this only in America, so you're okay. Oh, yeah, okay. So you have to come. He's going to be my right hand man. <laughs> I'm uh, glad they've spared me this trip to America because I really didn't want to go anyway. Good choice. Oh, <laughs> I'll be in North whoa, Korea. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'll be living yeah, up in yeah, North Korea. Minimoster, I'm off by. You come you come on here for a few minutes, we, we take the piss out of you, and you disappear. What? How? How's that fair? I'm well, looking at the wrong thing I'm, again. I'm a tad disappointed <laughs> because um, everyone said to me it's the third time, or the, after the second time you beat the game, it gets good. Tom reckons it gets good after the first time, but that's when you play as the whiniest, bitchiest character in the entire game for seven plus hours. <laughs> Pardon me. Exactly. So we'll have to have this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> is, I'm off by. Go you on. Might then. have things to do. Right. Like it's, it's going to come up seriously when oh, it comes just... to this uh, near automata discussion. He's going to have a massive file. Oh, you should that's, play. That's going to have automata. Uh, 2B, 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 A2, 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 A2. And then at the end, there'll be like one thing, just like one line. Did Camille work on the Automata? We uh, need to find this out if Hideki Camille worked on Automata. Because it'd be great if he got Camille around just to moan about it, because he's fucking hilarious. How do you spell Camille? Can... How do you spell Camille? K A M I Y. I Y. Way. I Way. Way. I A. Oh, Y A. I did it again. I <laughs> way <laughs> to hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's new. Can we just used to block everyone on Twitter and talk shit to everyone? It's fucking hilarious. Bless People try to tell him his game suck and he tells to fuck off. But he's, he's made some pretty good games. I like Camille's games. I like him too. He's funny. <laughs> 
I don't know if he has worked on Neil Automata then I don't know if I can forgive him on that one it's like he did uh, He w- he's responsible for Devil May Cry Bayonetta um, I'll give him Bay but Neil mm. is his first name Hideki Hideki yeah co-founder of Japan can actually say thank you to director for saving plat Hideo Kamiya, co-founder director of Platinum Games, tweeted yesterday, thank you to Neo Tunnel director Yoko Taro no, for saving had, Platinum. Probably had nothing to do with it then if he's just... For saving Platinum. Really? Fucking really? Look at that catalogue, really? Near success has to this point given Platinum a new fan base, a growing staff of brilliant success for you, an increasing qualified job advocate and a great benefit. Normally I can't, can't help but do everything by myself. It's a pitiful story, but to say that Yoko San saved Planet would not be an exaggeration. I cannot thank him enough. Ah. Um, right, first off. <clears throat> oh, games of Planet done. Metal Gear, Revengeance, Rising, whatever. Uh, Wonderful 101. Crap. That Ninja Turtles game. Crap. Um, I didn't mind a Ninja Turtles game, but it is only good for one playthrough. Legend um, of Korra. Yeah, Legend of Korra. Crap. That, did, that one did suck, yeah. Um... Was that it? Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2. Yeah, those are alright. Um, They're good. I'll give them that. I like Metal Gear Rising as well, that was fun. Eh, yeah. Oh, and that Transformers game, that was good as well. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh The one that's based on the original series. Yeah, the yeah, Gen 1 right. one, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about Shadow One. Right, yeah, you can pick various classes. So, um, the, but the one thing I like about this is the classes are merely archetypes. So, mm. you've got, um, I think one of them is street samurai. So, yeah, you can figure that out. You just run around and chop stuff up. You've got um, shamans, which are they they commune with spirits and they can do certain types of magic, but they're all charisma based. So. They're really talky kind of characters, as well as being spellcasters. You've got mages, and the difference between mages and shamans is shamans commune with spirits to get their power. Mages just kind of force themselves into the ether, so they basically, like, it's it's kind of asking for power and taking power. That's the, the difference between them. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got deckers. Deckers are hackers basically and they have control over the matrix and the matrix is basically like the internet mm-hmm. but it's an internet that you can jack yourself into so it's kind of like virtual reality you've got you can have a little cyber implant put into your head no thank you, you. plug in you can jack into the internet boom you're in there it's like virtual reality kind of internet thing that you can go into and it's worldwide and it's got all sorts of weird stuff going on in it um like the regular internet you can have, there's then riggers. Riggers are similar, except they have control of drones and machines. Um, what are the other classes? I'm forgetting now. Is that all of them? I think that's pretty much the long and short of it. But what you can do is you can um, just say, oh, bugger that, I'm going to put my own stats in. Because all the classes really are is pre-stat build. So if you then decide, no, we'll just I'll, I'll make my own, you can do that instead, which is what I did. And I ended up balancing between intelligence, willpower, and charisma, which meant I was kind of mixing the Decker, the Shaman, and the uh, the Mage together. So right. it's, he's predominantly a spellcaster, but he can also access the Matrix. Mm-hmm. So I did that because I wanted to make a character that got the most out of the game, 
and that seems to give you lots of story-based conversation options and things. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that because it gives me access to pretty much everything I want to do. Sure. I always try to make my main character be the, the one that can engage the most in the story if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you then get like side characters and companions that are, all have their own classes. I think you get five in each game, but like in Dragon you get one like right near the end so it's cool kind of like an easter egg character he's not really a proper character whereas you get five right near the beginning right. of um, of Hong Kong um, yeah but I'll talk about Hong Kong over Dragonfall because although Dragonfall is really good Hong Kong I found to be the more true to what Shadowrun's about because Dragonfall was kind of like a big overarching global conspiracy storyline whereas Shadow the um, Hong Kong is more of a personal storyline based around being criminals, kind right. of. Yeah, so it's it's like uh, it's it's more mission based. It's more you're not going to save the world. You're basically you have a situation you need to deal with, and you're going to deal with it. That simple, rather than it being this. Sure. Yeah. the The basic story is um, you're a street you're a street kid, and uh, you were raised with your stepbrother Duncan Wu, and Duncan is a troll. Um, you obviously are, which whatever you decide to be, whatever race you want to be, and then whatever class you want to be. Mm. Yeah, Dun- Duncan's a troll, and um, you were raised by a guy called Raymond, um, who who looks after you. Is it by love? I think they might do. <laughs> Everybody does indeed love Raymond. Uh, yeah, but you you kind of get into trouble a bit, and there's a point where um, you you and Ray you and uh, Duncan have kind of this relationship and I get through playing the game I don't know if it's because of my char- specific character build but the the relationship he has with Duncan on my playthrough is we get this idea that my character's the brains Duncan's the brawn so basically they grew up with your character being able being the boss and Duncan basically hitting whatever you told him to hit pretty much being that he's a big ass troll um, you ended up departing one night you can choose why which I quite like it can either be because you got an opportunity to make some money or because you wanted to bail out a friend um, but for whatever reason you left him behind and you ended up getting put in prison and locked away for a certain amount of time so Duncan kind of holds that against you a little bit it's kind of like you know he feels like you abandoned him a little bit mm-hmm. but you end up returning because you get let out and he contacts you and says, like, your, your foster father's gone missing, but he left a strange message before he did. So the story of the game is basically you and Duncan are trying to track your foster father down. That's the, the basic gist of it. Um, but when you go out to find, to meet Duncan, Duncan's joined a corporation called Lone Star, which is kind of like an international police group. Um, and he's using his Lone Star contacts to help him find Raymond. Um, but when you go to find Raymond, you find Raymond set up a, like a foray with some shadow runners. he's agreed to meet them, you don't know why though, on your meeting with the shadow runners, two of the shadow runners end up getting killed by a sniper, and so does the person that's with you, another one of these Lone Star operatives, and you quickly realise you've been screwed somewhere down the line, and you and Duncan are now wanted men, so you, Duncan, and the remaining shadow runners that were there, that you met, decided to just pelt it, do a runner together, and, um, yeah, you're, you're from that point on wanted men. So you have to uh, have your identities erased. And the only way you can do that is by making a deal with the triads. And this is pretty much the setup for the whole game. You're, you're then working for the triads, and the triads will give you missions and things. But the triads are also sort of helping you find out stuff about 
your foster father. So that's the gist of it. You, you're you're going to end up doing missions for a criminal organisation and helping them out, and they're going to help you by pulling information and finding out about your father. Um, the, there's a character that rules your particular gang of triads that I really like called Kindly Cheng. And Kindly Cheng is basically like a middle-aged woman who everybody calls auntie. And she's really nice to everybody, except she's a complete psychopath. And, uh, yeah, if anybody fucks with her, they end up dead, pretty much. Um, so she's got this air of, like, oh, you know, every, she's auntie and everybody loves her. But you kind of get the impression, like, yeah... If you say anything out of turn, you're going to get killed, pretty much. So, yeah, you end up doing missions for her. Um, and then you sort of team up with the other two shadow runners that you meet, which is a decker called Isabel, who's a dwarf, and a shaman called Gobbert. And the interesting thing about the shamans is they're all different because they have different totems, so they worship a different god kind of thing, and hers is the rat. So she's got blessings of the rat, and she carries two pet rats around with her, and she, she's an orc, I think. Yeah, she's an orc, Gobbert. Um, and from then on you can get other characters to join you I think there's two or three other characters but you don't necessarily have to have them join you Um, they're kind of optional which I kind of liked but they're well worth picking up the other two characters are a rigger um, what's his name Ractor his name is and he's got his own personalised drone which is like a robot attack dog um and he's interesting, and he was he was what clued me in on the game actually being a lot better than the previous one, and on being one of the most story-heavy RPGs I've played. Because I, I was reading stuff on the forums before I ended up getting these games, and people were saying they weren't so keen on Hong Kong because it's got more exposition. Like, everybody you talk to has a hell of a lot of stuff to say, mm. uh, and they do, but that's pretty much the reason I like it because there's a lot of story and every character you come across has a lot to say um, and this guy in particular will talk about transhumanism like if is anyone familiar with transhumanism mm. yeah pretty I'm much I'm a Deus Ex fan yeah, pretty much a common concept in any kind of cyberpunk narrative isn't yeah. it transhumanism so this guy talks I'm a lot about it. that yeah really yeah mm, interesting so and he this this guy Rackter he's all for transhumanism as well and he's working his way towards it um, but you get some interesting insights into what he's doing which is good uh, the other character is called Gaiju and he is a samurai a red samurai but he's also a ghoul he's been infected by disease and because the samurai of his clan if one of them dies or if they dishonour themselves they're supposed to commit seppuku they're supposed to kill themselves but he has like a bit of a problem going on because his clan expected him to kill himself when he was infected. But then he was like, why? I'm a ghoul, but all I need to do is eat human flesh and only a little bit every like week or so. So he's like, every, every, every few weeks... Well, that's fine then. Every few weeks he needs to eat human flesh. But he's like, think about it, I'm more powerful. I've got more abilities now than I had as a human. Um, why, why kill myself when I'm now more powerful and I can help us more? And then they're all like, "Well, you've got to, you've got to do it." And he decides, "Fuck this! I'm not doing it. I'm more powerful. It to doesn't be, make sense." Be, I'm, I'm slightly with it. It's like, "Well, yeah, you are more powerful. You do have to eat people, though." Yeah, but he software. does only have to eat a modicum of human flesh every like couple of weeks. I think it is. Well, that makes it all better then. But yeah, bearing in mind, if you've seen, uh, you seen like sort of a chop, that's in, fine. In their line of work, <laughs> they're going to be killing a lot of people, so it's not really going to. 
But well, I like this. Yeah, I like this well, because it does uh, raise these uh, questions. Uh, this is what I like about the game. Is it? There's lots of points where you can say to him, "Well, actually, I think you should have killed yourself, or whatever," and he'll go, "Oh, well, that's your opinion, oh, oh, or whatever." Um, but he's blind as well, which is interesting because he's he's a shit hot killer. He's really good at killing anything. Um, but because he's blind, he's had to adapt. Yet his all of his other senses are heightened. Um, so he's a cannibal daredevil. Kind of. <laughs> Um, kind of he's he's an interesting character I really like him though because even though he's like one of the more serious characters you get way more opportunities for comedy with him by bringing him on missions like people will go ah oh, he's a ghoul and then like I think there's a mission where you're going through um, you're trying to do something with a um, like a Hollywood organisation uh, like a filming organisation <laughs> and some guy freaks out and you can just be he's in costume you fucking idiot and then everybody's like alright oh, yeah he's just a guy dressed up and he's like no I'm not I'm a ghoul and everyone's like wow he's a method actor <laughs> it's just like, he's just like oh for fuck's sake he really hates it but you just carry on with it it's really quite cool another thing I really like about this game over some of the other RPGs is it's uh, it's got a hub like you've got like a home city base and I think this is a good idea because your missions obviously take you to different places, but you always end up coming back to the hub. And that means that the characters that live in that hub all have character growth. So throughout the game, all the merchants you have dealings with and all the different characters that live within this area, you kind of get more exposition on them as you're going through, so you learn a little bit more about them. And there's some really interesting characters amongst them. They're really worth talking to, even though there's a lot of story. And I did have to uh, get to points where I'd have long gameplay stretches where there was no action whatsoever. Um, but I like that. I even built my character for that. My character's kind of built around being talky. So... I do get like um, combat encounters, but the bulk of my game time has been interaction and talking with people. Um, but I particularly like that, and I think that works rather well. Um, yeah, I don't know really what else to say about it, to be honest with you. You'd say you definitely got your money's worth. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I... Technically, definitely got your money's worth. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but I played to... Um, like you said, I got through the first one really quickly, and I did. I played. I played it non-stop. I was very, very clued to it. Um, again, with the first one, the characters were all interesting. All of your companions are interesting. I found I wanted to know more about them. It has the same hub system, so you've got like a little city that you're in charge of, and everybody in that. I wanted to know more about everybody in there, and I was really heavily invested in the story, even though it's very different to the one in Hong Kong. Um, I find I prefer the one in Hong Kong purely because I prefer personal stories. I like stories that are a little bit more grounded and are a bit more centred around the characters than let's go off and save the world stories. They don't really interest me as much as personal vendettas and things like that. I find that to be much more entertaining. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that it's not done well because Dragonfall's story is very, very good. And I was actually impressed with the outcome at the end of the game it turns out you can get a few various outcomes at the end of the game and um, the one I got I really liked um, even if I'd have got the others though, I still would have been impressed because the way it handles mixing fantasy with sci-fi is bloody brilliant it's very very inspired um, again like the whole dragon thing I really like that I really like the fact that everybody's playing into the machination of the dragons and the dragons are kind of using their their power to rule corporately now it makes me think of um, 
how Sun Tzu's art of war is kind of applied to business today, whereas before it was like a, well, a doctrine on how to effectively uh, fight on battlefields and have strategy and stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a very interesting world, most definitely. I don't really think I've got much else to say about it, to be honest. Fair enough. Don't know if anybody's got any questions or... No, we've answered most of the questions. Scarce, you been playing anything else? Uh, other than trying not to cry myself to the grave playing Nero Tomahawk. Um, what was. The, I'm sure we've had a game in the past that became a recurring podcast, I hate this game thing, because it was that shit. What game was it? Fallout, Skyrim. Uh, fuck. Skyrim's always been one for us, though, hasn't it? Just like, yeah. Oh. I, I kicked Skyrim just because of. The world is just so. See, Skyrim's kind of like the opposite of the game I'm playing now. Mm. It's like there's there's no exposition. The world is dead. The, mm. the characters aren't interesting. They're unlikable. There's nothing to them. That's I'm sure the story would be interesting uh, in in Skyrim if there was kind of more to it. Yeah, I think also you've got to make you've got to have a good balance of characters. And Skyrim for me didn't Three have a... voice actors. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't help. And it, it didn't have any I'm characters. I'm pretty sure it's two when I'm putting another voice on for the third one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well, I missed that one. It didn't have any characters I liked. There was it's got a... Stephen Russell, isn't it? Yeah, but he's not really... He doesn't really play any interesting characters, though, does he? Right. The character he plays is a proper dick, and you end up killing him anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of a single character I liked in Skyrim. Yeah, there, there probably wasn't one. Don't think there was. So I ended up playing through the game, but I don't like him. Don't like him. All oh, right, I'm supposed to have I have to decide between these two warring factions which one I like. Get rid of both. Of them That's the like same them. problem I have with Nier, to be honest. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to care for this character, but I don't. Oh, I'm supposed to care for this character. That's a but big thing for me in a lot of games. I have to have some kind of um, established like of a character. A yeah. character has to speak to me. If a character doesn't have uh, either a reason for me to like or dislike them then they're just pointless there's no real see I, I will have this discussion with Tom at some point otherwise I'm, that's just going to fucking kill me if not because I need to find a near fan who I can ask because I mean I've been talking to Stewie 3D about it a lot he's streamed the game through absolutely loves it I mean I even I did go on record at the start of today's stream thinking yeah round 3 through the game is going to be the one that I really like or the one that everyone says I'm going to really like and then he said, oh yeah, the DLC's on sale now as well, so there's like extra stuff. I was like, oh, I might get that and, and uh, check that out, assuming that I'd enjoy round three. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, so far, at least, no. Right, cut. So, I'm not going to go on to too much of a rant about Nier, because I've already had a rant about it. Like, I did just remember weeks. one thing I liked about um Thing that I forgot to mention though, uh, in the first game you just pick your name. In the second one you pick your name and your handle, so you shadow run the name. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and obviously my handle is Bard, so mm-hmm. I pick Bard. Um, but then I got there's a bit in in the game where every between missions you can log onto your computer. Mm-hmm. I really like this aspect of it because there's a thing called BBS, and BBS is basically like the dark web, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's presented to you in in the form of a forum. So people are putting up like requests and things, yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, but in this case, it's like it's all shady stuff. Like it's all like, uh, well, not all of it. The, all the characters that post on the BBS are shady. Basically, they're all shadow sure. runners, or they're all kind of criminals, or involved, or they're hackers and deckers and stuff. But 
you'll get really funny ones. Like some of them will be stuff to do with crime, but some of them are really funny. And there's a character, there's a character who crops up, and his handle I had to double take when I was reading. Cause it was like, hang on, what, why is this coming up with my name? I'm not here. But there's a character called Matrix Bard, yeah. and Matrix Bard is basically putting poetry slams up on the BBS and they keep taking them off but he keeps renaming them with different things so every time every time you do a mission you'll log back in and be like oh right yeah Matrix Bard has put another poetry slam up and people end up writing poems on there and they're usually really shit <laughs> but somebody creates an AI script and it writes better poems than all of them and starts yeah. putting them out of business it's got little quirks like that that I really like about the game just make the world feel a little bit more alive again something Skyrim doesn't do <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. or near for that matter just on the subject of characters in the game Alia said um, my problem with the main wedding captain Ni Nukuni I can't stand any of them <laughs> yep I've, not, I've never played those games they're the ones that uh, Miyazaki had a thing in didn't they they, they were like um, level 5 slash square soft RPGs and one, they're, they're animated by the Studio Ghibli team, I think. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, there's two of them. There's a second one out now, isn't there? But I've not played either of them. The mm. wife's played them. Yeah. I've prattled about but I've never properly... They never always looked interesting, them. but I can I can imagine why the characters would probably be irritating. Mm. Any anime game that makes you play as children, normally characters are irritating. Mm. Any game with children, to be honest. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> children, though... Yeah. No. I'd really good games. This is Deus Ex. You can sell on five. Actually, Bully was quite good. <laughs> mm. It was all right. It, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was, was all right. Than, I, I found it better than GTA. Yeah, let's be fair. GTA, yeah. GTA's fine for the first one, the second one, and London. Three was eh. Vice City was. Eh. I quite like Vice City. Tied it into something actually. GTA, the very first one, was based on the Mega Drive version of Shadow Run. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. There you go. Uh, played a bit of the first one so I get through with the characters referring to Nino Kuni. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I can I can see why. So, apart from what you about Nier, have we got anything else <laughs> at all? Um, not really. Yes. Um, I played through, I finally finished Doom and I've been playing that now for God knows how now, long. Now, question, which version? Because you go out 10. Oh, the um, Nintendo Switch version. I played through yeah. the Switch version because I decided I was going to finish the 2016 Doom on one of the platforms that I'd started playing it on. Yeah. So I, I started playing it on the Switch, the Xbox and the PC and I was like, I'm pretty sure I got furthest on the Switch version. Put on the Switch version, I was like, ah, see, I don't remember. Wait a minute, I've done this bit before. And it was just kind of like this weird case of deja vu where I was kind of tricking myself. Should you get that every time you play Doom? Pretty much. <laughs> like, I couldn't figure out whether it was something that I'd I'd actually done it before, but just the, all these things kept coming up that was reminding me of things that I'd already done or may have already done. Um, but it turns out that I, I was probably about, um, and I was two hours behind on the Switch than I was <laughs> on the Xbox version. Either way, got through to the end. What a fucking disappointment. Yeah. The ending of Doom 2016 was absolute fucking dog shit, and it's set up for Doom 2. Hang on a minute. We've already had that. Um, the, gameplay is, the gameplay is great, which is something that I can say for um, Near Automata. Gameplay is fine. Soundtrack's all right. Sound design, great. Story just but the story, f- at least in the case of Doom, 
the the ending. There's not many stories to really. Well, no, but like the the idea was that they killed um, his rabbit. Yeah. Him too. Don't start going John Wick on us here. But um, no, you, you got to the end. I was like, yeah. The- I think I think because the entire story of Doom was written on one page. Well, no, I reckon it was like at the back of a beer mat or like yeah. a sheet of toilet paper. You're on Mars, kill everything, game ends. Good job. Which is fair, and then, but it just it ends so quickly. Like you think, yeah. yes, some momentum, because that is what Doom 2016 is about. It's momentum, and then all of a sudden it's just like, done, done. Now it's over, and you're like, oh, um. Well, that's not a particularly good game. I remember having that film with Halo Two. When I first played Halo 2, I remember getting through it and then like the game ends really abruptly. Like, mm-hmm. oh, alright, oh, fair and enough. And Stone Wars in and they yeah. set, uh, sets her up to three and you think to yourself, but did I really need a third? Yeah. Um, but they, they did that with... The gameplay was fine on the Switch. Graphically, it was, you know, it was the one that people were like, oh, I saw inferior, 720p at 30 frames a second. Plays fine. Um, it's a handheld version as well, isn't it? So yes, it, it's, it's, it plays perfectly fine. Um, but I will say, other than the the ending, which is just like, we're going to set up for a sequel and milk this dry. Um, the sound on the Switch version is fucking awful. Just like all of a sudden, musical cut out. Or oh, um, yeah, you mentioned it before when you last you mentioned it. You yeah, know, it's sound bugs. It's, it's well, because uh, I only had one or two on the on the the Switch version last time I played it. But going further through the game, it's just like. That's cut out. Where's the sound gone here? Hang on. Even the ambience is gone now. All I can hear is my shotgun fire. So, That's all you need, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, to be fair, but still. Um, it, it was just really janky in places. And they have released patches for the game, but nothing to fix the fucking audio bugs. Mm. Is that an issue with what you're having, or is it it's a known issue? It, it seems to be a known issue. Yeah. Um, a few people have complained that the audio in the Switch version is fucking jank as all balls, but... Eh. Mm. <laughs> you know. But I've done it! Woo! Done it! And now I know that if I want to if I want to finish it on the Xbox, I'm not, I'm right on uh, near enough the last stage on the Xbox as well, so I can just power through that one. Um, would I say that it matters what version you play? No. Mentioning the switch, actually, that's the point. I did want to ask you about the Labo. What is your opinion on the Labo? Um, the Labo, it, whatever the hell it is. Labo, oh, and Labo. it's 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 for children, and kids love it. Yeah. So there you go. So you, you can't yeah. complain about it. I mean, because um, I kept seeing about it. I don't, all I know is it's like you can make stuff with cardboard in it. My mate, funnily enough, the, the only thing I've seen on it, other than people bitching about it, was my mate got one for his little girl, and she seemed to quite like it. And he yeah. built a keyboard, and she was playing. Yeah, keyboard. you can build like a little piano yeah. out of it, um, a little motorcycle, and stuff. Like that. It's like just loads of little mini games with you yeah. know, with cardboard in there. In it. But so right, Labo. It's for children. Yeah, but I think it's stupid. Yeah, but it's for kids. Yeah, but I still don't like it, and it's expensive. But it's not for you. Yeah, but what about me? So there you go. Doesn't matter if you don't like but it. I do. Yeah, if you don't like it, you don't like it. You're not the target market. Exactly. Not everything that gets released is for you. Fucking near and Skyrim. Fucking. <laughs> but I've got two kids. Both of my boys have got their own sets. They've got both sets that are currently out, each. 
But then again, my children do. Work oh, they're, are they different sets? Are they? Uh, there, are, there are two sets. Because oh, I looked the... at when I looked at the idea, I was like, oh, this could be something that they're going to release expansions for because it's obviously going to have different games. That yeah, have different stuff. Like. Well, there's there's one that's uh, uh, you build a, a robot like a, a backpack and uh, like some gloves on um, uh, like wire. Yeah. And then as you move your hands about, it does things in the game. Then you've got the other one, which is the variety pack with like the motorcycle, the fishing rod, the uh, the piano, and yeah, and bits like that. Well, they're both all like mini game things, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, both of my boys wanted them. Both of them have switches, so we just got why not? We got two kits. Um, if they release more gravy, if they don't, whatever. Um, sure, it's cardboard, but you do get a game with it. Yeah. So I uh, can't really complain there. As far as other games, I played. I mentioned Radical Heights in the last podcast. Mm, you did, actually. No, you didn't. Yeah. No. Um, like, well, we mentioned because I can't remember if I mentioned. Because all it I remember podcast. about it was you were talking to me about it off podcast. Oh, and so you I was off podcast. Me to video, which looked really good. And yeah, I was like, so oh, yeah, that was fun. Um, I do not like PUBG, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, or Fortnite Battle Royale. Um, and these are battle royale games. A hundred people get dropped onto a map. And you have to be the last one yeah. alive. Um, the reason that I don't like... I have to admit, the new one, the one that you showed me... Oh, GG. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> the reason I don't like PUBG is that um, it's, it's supposed to be kind of real realistic it's kind of like more of a military no, style it's base it was because it's, it's life began as an armour mod yeah then I, think, I don't think I think it's I don't think it's meant to be totally real it's just based on an armour mod so it's sort of it's the more realistic of the lot it looks yeah, more yeah. realistic the yeah. environments are more realistic um, I guess gunplay is more realistic it's hard to take something more, like that seriously yeah. isn't it yeah for sure um so I, was, I don't think they're quite because you are so you do sort of have a game where all of you on a plane and getting dropped off on the plane in the middle of the ground and they don't really take it particularly seriously themselves so it's first person the thing that, the thing with PUBG it costs money mm. it's something like what 20, 26 pounds 27 pounds something like that and then you've got Fortnite Battle Royale and it's Fortnite Battle Royale if you say Fortnite you're wrong that's a different game it's Fortnite Battle Royale that everyone's there's, there's game. What's Fortnite? So Fortnite is so Fortnite is um, it's like a horde mode style game with the builder mechanic, shit rushes you, you build a base, you survive. Right. Fluff. There's supposed to be story to it, it's an actual game. Fortnite Battle Royale came out afterwards. Is it the same thing though? Like it's the same is it a, um, a continuation of that series? Or is it a different game entirely? No, no, it's just a battle royale in that world. In that world, right, okay. Um, which they then released for free, because Fortnite was something like a 40-quid game initially, or something like that. And then they're like, oh, Fortnite Battle Royale. Battle Royales are popular. No one's buying Fortnite, so let's we'll do just... do that. Yeah. Um, although apparently Fortnite will come out free eventually too. Um, it's just that was to help fund development or something like that. It's from mm. Epic Games. Okay. That one is basically a cartoony... Battle Royale game yeah. with a building mechanic. Right. Uh, and I don't like the building mechanic. <laughs> the, the the cartoony graphics fine, um, but I don't like the building mechanic. Okay. It just seems a bit... Like it doesn't fit, or...? Kind of. I mean, if you like it, you like it. It just doesn't sit with me. Yeah. 
Um, so you've got PUBG on the serious end, Fortnite on the goofy fuck about end, uh, with some interesting little mechanics. I have I to say, it's really, it's really that I've seen Radical Heights as like the one I'd be more likely to play. And then there's Radical Heights. Is it not made by somebody who had something to do with Unreal Tournament? I was yeah, reading? it's Cliffy B. Right. Um, Cliffy B helped with Unreal, Unreal Tournament, uh, 2003, 2004. Um, shit. What so was that? Guys already got a decent resume there. Yeah, for sure. And then he did Lawbreakers, which everyone just shat all over for very little reason to be fair um, and then Radical Heights everyone's like oh Radical Heights is just Fortnite that's gay go and play Fortnite it's like but then Fortnite is just PUBG but with yeah yeah but it's free it's like well alright fair but then Radical Heights has only been out for less than a month and it's an alpha it's an alpha they have built the engine it's a bit janky um, they've got the gunplay down and they've built a rough map then they've released it and said it's free yeah play it it's a bit broken, broken but play it broken isn't always bad though sometimes you can have fun some of the goofiness games. is uh, the way it breaks is fucking hilarious sometimes but still um, if you remember our favourite our favourite pastime with Minority Report a broken game let's exploit fuck out of it ragdoll the shit out of it and throw yourselves out of windows but um, as a clown I missed that game. Yeah, it was fucking great. But... It was shit. But it was brilliant. <laughs> no, no, it shit. was great because you could just goof about it. Yeah. Which is the exact same thing with Radical Heights. Um, so, everyone has dogged on it because... Oh, mate, it's another... Like, uh, it's a, uh, another Battle Royale game. But you got three... Well, fucking three. It's not like this is a ridiculously crowded genre like so, so, RPGs and well, first-person I mean, shooters. Like Movers, isn't it? There's loads of them and... No one complains. Yeah, then there's like loads of kind of Counter Strike-ish games, isn't there, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I have to admit, on the on the MOBA front, a new character came out for Heroes of the Storm that I've been waiting for, and I picked him up. He's fucking sublimely awesome. It's Decker Kane from Diablo. Oh god, and he's absolutely brilliant. Everybody loves Decker Kane. Everybody's played Diablo. What? What's wrong with Decker Kane? <sighs> Stay no. a while and listen. Dude's just Sean Connery, but old. <laughs> Wait, what? Has Sean, Sean Connery yeah. found the fountain of youth? Yeah. <laughs> Sean Connery's such a spring chicken, isn't Sean he? Sean Connery, but extra old. <laughs> but yeah, but I always imagined Sean Connery as James Bond, but, you know, he'll always... Sean be Connery what, never changes. What he's saying is he's Sean Connery. Ah, right. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, actually, technically, he's Sean Connery and, spoiler alert, dead, but in his Storm, he's still alive. Oh, well, there you go. Magic. Unless you kill him in Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, and then he comes back. Because you've been can never truly be dead. He comes back he? for the next round. God damn it. Radical Heights is... So imagine... Imagine PUBG and Fortnite. But as an 80s game show like it Smash TV... It reminds me a lot. It's got that same kind of charm that Saints Row 3 had. It's got that whole... It's it's inspired by retro stuff. It's got an '80s soundtrack. Everybody looks like they're in a hair metal band from yeah. the video and stuff. You're it's an like, '80s action hero. Yeah. You're taking place. In, you're taking part in a game show. It's got a neat soundtrack. There are fucking arcades everywhere. You can rock around on a BMX if you want to. Um, you know, it's it's buckets and buckets full of cheese, and it's hilarious. It's just like a, a playpen to fuck around in, isn't it? By the yeah. looks of it. Um, there's nothing serious about it at all. 
Um, but like I say, the the gameplay, what's there is sound. People are ripping it because of textures and the fact that it's not Fortnite. Hmm. Um, if it's fun to play, then yeah, that's what matters. That's that's what I thought. It sold me on the eighties aesthetic alone. Uh, the fact that so in PUBG and Fortnite, you hop out your plane or your flying bus or whatever it is, and then you either uh, glide down or parachute down to the ground into your zone. In Radical Heights, you literally jump from the rafters of the of the um, TV studio, and rather than deploying a parachute or anything, you just fucking hit the floor, combat roll, and run. Nice. That's it. Fucking hilarious. You don't stop. You just go, mate. You're a tank. Yes. Um, doesn't rather, take itself seriously at all. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, rather than you, you have the option of I could sneak into this building, or I could combat roll through the window, making shit tons of noise, but boosting my adrenaline so that I'm a little bit more accurate in a firefight. Right. Um, I could sneak through this door and I, you know, just open the door and then shut it behind me, or I could fucking mighty boot the bastard. Are you going to see Gala or Van Damme? God, Van Damme, because Seagal just fuck it up. There you go. So it, it's. <sighs> It's neat. I've played it for about ten hours now, and I've never won a match. I've come pretty fucking close. Box well, is you know top one hundred, and I'm going to be honest, I'm not a particularly yeah. great shot in the game. Um, but it's so fucking fun. I could just drop to the floor and then get killed in about. Yeah, because it's not team based, is it? You just win you, yourself. You can have um, two players, and they've got teams coming in the future. Okay. Because um, I've been playing with uh, Stewie Three D, Dewald, and um, it's it's just a laugh. Just jump in, shoot the shit out of each other, and and be done with it. Fucking ride around on your BMX, doing little dances, and um, fire rocket launcher while you're on your BMX. Yeah, why not? You know, fucking. Um, Grabbing guns from vending machines. Yeah, I watched Stewie playing it for a little while. It did look fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not really something that you can explain very well, other than it's it's an eighties battle royale. Well, I guess the best way of explaining it is it an open sort of area tournament shooter where you can just get like weapons from all over the shop. Yeah, because weapons everywhere, isn't it? You, you can, can use uh, practically anything as a weapon. Find them on the floor. Get them from vending machines. It makes machines. me think of like what Power Stone could have been. Like if it was made now, kind yeah. of thing, because you just got shitloads of weapons and stuff and that, didn't you? The trick with battle royale games is they've they've literally just taken over the place of arena shooters. Yeah, like that's it. If it's yeah. uh, the, but the battle royale is basically the modern arena shooter, and there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's just a case of finding one that fits your taste. Yeah, because I mean, all an arena shooter is, I guess, in, in is a smaller version. It's mm. just like yeah. a smaller, more compact version. I mean. You don't go around saying, oh, look, Call of Duty, that's just fucking shitty Quake. I mean, it is just... Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah, well, it is just shitty Quake, but, you know, or you don't play Call of Duty and go, oh, that's just shitty Counter-Strike. It's just or shitty. that's <laughs> shitty Duke Nukem, or, you know, something like that. You just say, oh, yes, yeah, it's fucking Counter-Strike, it's Call of Duty, or whatever. But for some reason, the the Battle Royale crowds are really, really, really toxic. Yeah. Oh, I mean, really well, it seems fucking to be toxic. the case of a lot of competitive games, though. There's a lot of toxicity in competitive games, isn't there? Like, mm. it's... Overwatch is renowned for it, you know? It's mm. renowned for the amount of toxic behaviour that takes place in games, and people just ping shit all the time. Just leave the salt at the door. Yeah. Don't yeah. cry because you lost. That's it. I mean, I've come in the, I've come in the top two. Don't cry because my robot bullets my tea bag, yeah. So... <laughs> 
I've come in the feel- top two a couple of times, and I don't mind that I lose. I just like going in and just having a laugh. Sometimes yeah. I mind just riding my BMX around uh, Radical Heights. I don't make it a point when I play Overwatch. Is I always leave my chat in the um, the match option, so rather than being just my team, so I can banter with the enemy teams. Fucking yeah. great! I love it. You can have loads of fun just having a laugh with your opponents. Like oh yeah, good shot, wanker. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I was going to say I think half the problem with toxicity is fan base and there's this bizarre idea that if they're not nice to the other, they're not not, not nice. To, if they're nice to the other people, somehow their game will win and their game will disappear. We look at Dota and League of Legends. Mm. The general hatred between the two fan bases is like, well, they're not. They're both going to keep existing. Here is the songs better than both of them. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but that's they're the ones that's all like. You know, yeah. go to recent recent hatred. Opportunity. So, well, they're both going to keep existing just because some people play Dota, but yeah. it's not like the game's not going to get deleted. Mm-hmm. I yes. mean, it's going to go well. It's better that there's competition and you can play both games and enjoy yeah. both games. That's what I'm you're doing. not allowed. You're not allowed, but you can't do it. You're not allowed. You can only that, that like is actually them. that is actually kind of a thing. Like Fortnite players actively attack people who like radical heights. Wow. Um, and they will just go around saying, "Yeah, PUBG shit, PUBG shit. Don't play PUBG. It's fucking. You got to play Fortnite or Fortnite Battle Royale." But they'll all just say Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. But it's not Fortnite. It's Fortnite Battle fucking Royale. People, please. Um, I mean, they they won't even give Radical Heights a chance. I mean, one dude uh, the other night was saying to me, "Oh yeah, it's an alpha game. I ain't playing that. So it's free." Yeah, that's an alpha. I ain't playing that. That's not Fortnite or PUBG. <laughs> but. I don't understand how the folks behind PUBG can still charge so much for the game when there are two equally as competent people games for free. Those old people keep buying it. I, I don't know why. I mean, PUBG fell clean off the planet versus Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite I just... think it might have something to do with because it's got this more realistic thing and that seems to be something that a lot of more modern games go I for I think there's slightly different targets that's I think why Fortnite's a very it's a lot more popular among say younger gamers mm. yeah compared to PUBG it's a lot more warfare and them games isn't it all the, all the Call of Duty games are just loved because they're like realistic they're shit games but mm. because they've got that realistic thing people just go for them I'll give PUBG bonus points for being a first person shooter yeah you can play it third person can you? Yeah. I, I only ever see people playing it in first person. You can, but it's possible to play it third person. Oh, fair enough. It, they, they recently added a feature three months, well, three months ago where you can actually, um, it basically records the entire match. All oh, right. So you can, at any point, if you don't, you can actually replay the match from any other player. Oh, and see um, what, what was going yeah, on. Yeah, you can oh, like, watch whatever a player did, which is kind of cool. That is kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that PUBG is a I mean, fucking honest, awful game, I just don't understand how it can charge 27 How it looked at, how, from my point of view, how it looked at both, I'd probably rather pick PUBG, because it's the, the well, style. Well, Fortnite Battle yeah. Royale. It just yeah. appeals, the, the style just appeals to me more. Yeah. Which is I'm, what we basically just said, yeah. it just appeals, that just yeah. appeals to me Realistic more. Realistic style is generally more popular, isn't it? Yeah. I'd prefer people. PUBG to Fortnite, just I, I wouldn't pay as much as they ask for, for PUBG. Yeah. Um, Fortnite is just huge on consoles. Yes. It's really, really big on consoles. It runs on toasters. I don't understand why it's so popular. I really don't. It's on phones. Yeah, it's free. Um, It's not... I can't say it's not that good of a game. It's just... It's not I don't understand. See, uh, one of my gaming groups, the guys in it are a little bit younger than me. They're about six or seven years younger. So So they're not a little bit younger than me. You're an old man. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm the old. You got your fucking Zimmer frame, and they're laughing yeah. at the old. They talk about new games and stuff, and I'm like, eh. 
Uh, in my what? day, and like they, they they do tend to talk about games that I just go, they look shit. But mm. they, but that's just stuff that they like and yeah, that are popular. Like, um, and one of those games was one of the ones you mentioned a little while ago. It was Fortnite, and um, then there was uh, Battleborn came up as well, and Overwatch, and uh, they were all sort of. Just, I thought, oh well, they're all sort of similar games anyway, you mm. know. Yeah. None of them are particularly bad, but as I say, of the, of the three, I prefer Radical Heights. Yeah. Um, I understand why a lot of my lot, or a lot of my friends, prefer PUBG. Um, I've got one mate I used to play shooters with back in the day. Fucking loves PUBG. That's his main game. It's fine. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be against playing PUBG if I could get it for sub-15 quid. Yeah. But I won't pay over £20 for a Battle Royale title. Yeah, see, I bought Overwatch for about 16 quid. I want to pay more than that for it. Yeah. Like, for just a team game that I'm going to play every now and then. Yeah. And Fortnite... Or Fortnite Battle Royale, <laughs> I just... Loads of my mates keep saying, oh, we have to play it, we have to play it, but I just cannot get on with the building mechanic. Can't get on with it. Yeah. That is pretty much it. Fair then again, we have to play at the moment is our mellow. Yes. Get on that. Uh, anything else or moving on is it, you know, you fuck it moving on because I'm just yeah. rambling I'm just talking uh, shit for the sake so of space so I've been replaying a game I've talked many years ago about right I'm replaying Alien Isolation oh yeah now because last time I talked about it um, oh. uh, 2014 wow yes that's <laughs> that's it didn't seem like it was that long no. ago we said the exact same thing I thought it was like 2000, you thought it was like 2016 that's what I said yeah. about 2016 no it's 2014 that came Bloody out hell. maybe it was um, 2016 for the Linux release maybe I just remember us talking about I bought it on release so I, know I remember us talking about it before release like literally talking about concept yeah. stuff for yeah. Like. yeah but I bought it I played it I got and it was weird because I, I was really liking really enjoying it I just got to one bit and just completely stopped. Just that stopped. happens though sometimes. I do that yeah. with games all the time. Mm. I was liking it, but this I thought I want to play again. I want to do a horror game again. I want to do a let's play again. I want to do I in isolation. Played it, so I've been recorded, which is nice because I'm sort of in the heart of and do let's plays. I've played already played, so I know what's going to happen. Sure. This is on stage. Like, oh no, no, I know. I've, I've literally got to the part now. I literally only got about two hours in, you know. I thought I got further in, but no, I only got about two oh, hours really? into the game. Yeah. I honestly thought I got quite far in, but no, only about a couple of hours in. Jesus. Yeah. And I literally sort of got past like sort of the first um first main stealth mission onto like the second sort of main mission mm. where you properly encounter the alien. And that was it. I just have this vision of you like you've launched the game. Yeah, man, I fucking played it for ages. I got up to this bit where it said like press enter or press any key and then Find out it's an achievement. Yeah, and then <laughs> And then I start playing the game. Like, you mean you got to the title screen? Yeah, 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 that one with the new game and, yeah, yeah, and that, options. That puzzle. That was really, really difficult. So I had to turn it off to give us some, <laughs> yeah. give us some time. Yeah, to think about it. So you take on the role. You take it's set 15 years after the first Alien film. Mm. Uh, you play Amanda Ripley, uh, who's Ellen Ripley's daughter, and you're sort of trying. To, no one knows what's happened at this point. No one knows what happened to Ripley because there's about 50 years between the first, second film. No one knows what happened to her. But they find the flight recorder. This is basically this ship has found the flight recorder from the Shromo, and it takes it to a nearby space station called Festival Station. And so, being company prop, company being Brayden Unitide property, they say, "Don't touch it. We're going to come see." It. And they invite Amanda Ripley to go along with them to find to basically see this 
see if you get some closure on it. So you fly off to Sevastopol Station. It's run by a company called Sergson, uh, which is like a sort of... It's, it wants to be very unitized, but it isn't. It's shit comparison. It's it's just isn't in the same anywhere in the same league. And when you get there, the station is damaged. Everything's gone to hell. Turns the station's been decommissioned, so everybody's being shipped off it. But something's gone horribly wrong. There's some creature roaming about. No prizes for guessing what the creature is. So it's a stealth game. It isn't a puppy. No, it's a stealth game. It's it's like a survival. It's like a like a bit like. Uh, amnesia, a bit like Dark Descent. You can't fight back against the alien. Mm. It's quite, the alien's also the creature. But you, you can, can troll the fuck out of it. Yes, you can. You can absolutely mess it up. Because um, it's 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 switched between quite smart to quite dumb as well at the same time. There's been a couple of moments like, oh shit! I'm actually I'm seeing the corner of the room. I haven't got anywhere to hide. It walks in, walks past me. Walks out again, stands at the doorway for a bit, thinking, I'm thinking, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Walks back in, looks at me, then jumps back into the face. I was going to say, I just imagine like, like this, like that far away from your face, and you're like, oh shit, oh shit. You then shit your pants, quite literally. I was like, it's going to notice me, it's going to kill me. It's well, you're pregnant around. with an alien baby, because that's what happened in the film, isn't it? Not in. No, an alien doesn't... tree. Ah uh, yes, yes it does. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it comes well. right up to her, doesn't it? And it looks on her face, and then no, it just fucks off. No, you're thinking of alien resurrection. Is it Alien Resurrection? Yeah, with the alien, the human alien hybrid thing. No, no, I haven't seen oh, Alien no, right, as well. Yeah. She falls in the thing, doesn't she? At the end, and it comes out. And she just yeah, she's actually yeah. dying. Spoiler yeah. alert! We don't talk about Alien Three. Alien Three shit. It is so, shit, but that, that's what Alien I remember Three from it. completely destroys the whole ending of Alien Aliens. Yeah. The aliens they escape. They there's like three people who survive, including the child, who's like the main focal point of the whole film, is saving this child, and they just kill him off. In the very first ten minutes of Alien Three, because it would be, she'd be I suppose, it'd be awkward having her there. Yeah. And of course, the child's grown up by that point, so you just kill him off. Nice. <laughs> That's like ridiculous. Like, well, that was pointless, wasn't it? See, Resurrection should have been good, but it wasn't. Yeah. Had all the elements to be good had Michael Wincott in it and um, Brad Dourif, and Brad Dourif is brilliant in it. And had um, Ron and Perlman as well. Yeah, and and it, it was shit. Yeah, it was in the Vegas film. It just didn't make. Yeah, the first sense. two good ones. Yeah, first first one's definitely the best one, in my opinion. I think yeah, I, I, I can't really say, because they're very different films. Aliens is a really good action film, and Alien yeah. is a really good horror film. So, so Yeah, I, I prefer, I do prefer, because the Alien was tough and yeah. hard to beat, which is, and this is what Isolation plays back to, the Alien is tough and hard. You know, you, you can't outrun it, all you can do is hide from it and stealth free. But it, it's, well, it's interesting. It was, uh, uh, sorry, because I don't remember much about Alien or Aliens. Alien was a mining vessel or yeah. mining whatever. Mm-hmm. No one was armed. Yeah. Aliens, Marines everywhere. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Yes. The alien is basically shot to shit. Yes. Yeah, okay. No, no. Yeah, although they try and fight it. So the, yeah, the alien, weapons have been upgraded as well, haven't they? Yeah. They, they got- had the smart gun, which had been... Which was like a modified version of the guns that they had before that weren't in the first film, but yeah. they, you got the impression that the military well, had upgraded later, to it? deal with this threat. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't know about the, they did no one officially knew about the threat. Yeah, um, so yeah, but you're right, Alien, alien um, Stromo, the film, no Stromo gets distress signal. It's in deep space, gets distracted, wakes the crew up. They land, they found this derelict aliens alien spaceship. They go aboard. They find the eggs. One of the crew members, Kane, gets infected. Yeah, he gets face raped by the, by the alien. Taken back to the ship, and 
Not only halfwits, because bursts out his chest, it runs out, it starts picking up. Captain Kirk turns face rape by an alien, you say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, a little bit later, they all, and basically the crew gets start getting picked off one by one by this proton, it's how they try and deal with it, and how they try and fight it. And aliens, you say, they go back to the planet, which is now got a colony on it, and they basically start going back in all guns blading. So, alienization is based on the first film, on first film style, you can't fight it, if you try, you, all your weapons, your weapons can't damage it. You can scale off with flame and Molotov stuff will scare off, um, but nothing else will hurt it. Mm. The interesting thing about it is the alien will learn and adapt to how you play. So if every time you encounter it, you hide in a locker, eventually it will start looking in lockers more. It'll start searching them more because it'll, it'll learn it's really like to hide. So it will, if you keep doing the same trick every single time, it'll, it'll just after a while start aggressively checking every locker. Or that you often these find these vents and stuff. If you keep hiding in vents, eventually it will just automatically start looking at every single vent it comes across to try and find it. It learns your tactics. So I've been trying to source not do the same thing every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the motion tracker, which is quite good because it sort of shows you obviously where if it's nearby. It shows everything, mm-hmm. but only shows motion. So if it stands still, you don't know where it is. But it's when it shows motion. But it does handy though. It does always give you a distance. It's not obvious, but it actually does have a little distance counter. It tells you how close it is. Okay. So you know if it's like within five metres of you, you don't start panicking. Um, that's quite sort of screwed. You walk around, also you see the little... Even if you ain't got on the screen, you'll, it'll bleep at you to let yeah. you know it's picked something up. I can hear that sound in my head. It's yeah. a classic sound. Yeah, and it, it, it proper gets the dimension. You just sit there looking at it. But because that makes noise, if you have up to an alien's too close, it'll hear it. Oh. It's got all these little details like... Okay, also, when you have to motion track them up, because you're focusing on that, anything else is blurred, because you're depth perception yeah, sure, you're looking at But you screen. can switch between the two, but you can't focus on yeah. both simultaneously, so you have to sort of like pick and choose. Mm. You know, if you hide lockers, you can you know, like hold your breath if it gets too close to try and avoid it, or if anyone else gets too close, you can hold your breath so they can't look and hear you. Um, any sort of thing about, even like the saving of it, is designed to be a risk-reward. So when you save the game, you know, there's like this all emergency core points, you put a little card in, and it takes about five seconds to save. To actually, say allow you to save the game. So basically, it will. I remember you celebrated this, didn't you? You jumped at the save point. Yeah, I did. Gone. And yeah, literally, you put the card as these three lights. And they go bing, 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 and then you can save the game. Huh. So you are. So it's risk reward. Just saving the game is risk reward. You know, is the alien going to come up and find me? You know, it's very, very sort of. It doesn't break all the atmosphere the whole time. Your computers are all done. You see, yes, you see them in them, but it's all done. You're all still in game. Something can sneak up at you while using a computer and kill you. Hmm. Um, there was one bit where I, there's these rewire panels where you can like redirect power around the, f- the facility. Hmm. And there was a CCTV camera I wanted to switch off. So I went to the rewire panel. I did notice there's a vent directly above it. I'm just in the rewire panel, so I just hear this <sighs> noise. And I just sit, get stabbed through the chest by the alien's tail as it's come down. Oops. I will say the one... <sighs> Has got the issue whereby, which you get in some sort of hog games, because it's all the alien doesn't have like patrol path, it's quite randomised where it goes. When you're hiding from it, it does get staged if you're going, oh for fuck's sake, piss off. Yeah. Now what's going on? And there are points where you can't outrun it, which means if you then do the still risk of moving on, and it's very quick, you know, it doesn't take long to get to you, and mm. you never know, and your count only goes up to, ni- only goes up to 96. Now, if it's 96 metres away, it takes literally seconds to get within range of you. So, but it could be the other side of the level. You don't know. So, when you're trying to move, you think, oh, it's quite far away, it's funny. And if you're not hitting it towards you, you might not have enough time to get anywhere to hide. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And you just want you almost want the case of it, when it goes away, you know it's going to be away for like thirty seconds or so, so you can get on because mm-hmm. it does feel occasionally your your it's gone from risk of war to your dime because you just the, the dice roll back yeah, the dice the forward. dice roll badly for you. There's no way you could pass get past. There's no strategy you could do to Go escape R&G. us. Yeah, so it's it is like that. I mean, it's still fun. Um, you have other elements as well. I mean, there's humans aboard the space station as well. Um, there are a few nice ones. Most of them are people are like, trying to survive, so they're like gangs and so forth, and they all sort of shoot and hunt you down. Um, but you can go and take them out, but you've got to be careful to them because any noise you make attracts the alien. Mm. Um, I mean, I did have one bit where I got into a fight, shot one of them, and I just had the alien come down. There's about <laughs> six of them. I just sat there hidden underneath this sort of like hospital table as they're all screaming and being killed by the alien. And then it sort of like stalks about a bit. Why it's all kind of nice all sneak off and yeah. leave it, leave it to them. Um, there's androids in it as well. The androids control and they are they're really creepy. The androids, yeah, because they're like they're cheap. They're called working Joes, and they are like sort of the cheap. So strange. I make humanoid androids. You can't tell the difference between a humanoid, a alien android, and a real person. They're still constructed, but they're they look. And sound human. These working gems are like really uncanny. They look mecha- like they look mecha- mannequins, basically. Yeah. So imagine mannequins. They're usually like sort of a blue or sort of like white, sort of like pay colour. And the only thing you can tell their eyes glow. And you go to they have like bit that you can tell the eyes sort of blue. You know they're sort of quite safe. They go red. It means they're aggressive. But they sort of never break couch. They'll say things like, "You shouldn't be here." And as as they're beating you to a pulp with their hands, and yeah, they throw they'll throw and it's very visually visual so it's sort of in, in mercy because they'll grab the drones will grab you and you'll throw you across the room you'll see it from first person you're being thrown across the room and they'll throw on the ground last and they'll just look at you put their sort of things to the lips and sort of do a shush them as they then stamp your head down with their boot nice it's there there, and they are they are quite creepy um, so way your way around past them so it's not it's, it's just sort of fry up a little bit you have to work your way down different systems of processes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and it's very stressful. I mean, I could do about two hour sessions and I'd stop. Because not because I'm too scared. It's just like, it's, you're constantly well, yeah, thinking so you, you about what's going on. Right, yeah, yeah, it is exhausting. It'd be nice to have some more breather moments, bits where you know you're not going to get attacked. And there's there's a nice bit actually where you, um, which is really atmospheric, where you actually go back to the planet. Not directly. You get there's like this flashback, and you play the flashback. You play the one that you interview this character, and he says, "You say explain what's going on," and you end up playing the flashback as him, and you're on the alien planet where they originally came from. Alpha, it's LV four two six is the name of the planet, or the designated planet, and you actually play him as you and you walk your way through, and that is so atmospheric. It made me think of um, the underwater bit of Soma, where you're like okay. sort of mm-hmm. you're dancing. Through, it's really oppressive. It really feels it's it's got great atmosphere. Um, so uh, it's a really good game. Um, I, I would run it it's on sale on Steam at the moment yeah it is apparently yeah it is so yeah definitely a really good game uh, oh ok what question can you get any of with the na- other nasties aliens won't attack androids because they don't they don't they, it's because aliens in, in universe goes after sort of like organic things it doesn't it just sees an android as a piece of machinery so mm-hmm. it doesn't bother with it so it won't it won't attack androids but mm-hmm. it will obviously kill humans it'll kill them quite instantly so what a bastard yeah the game does like sort of throwing things at you. So there'll be situations where like you're just stuck in a ro- you're stuck in a locked room with a killer android, and you can kill the androids, but you need, it's like sort of six headshots 
with a pistol to finish him off. Mm. Or if you're really clever with a, a um, wrench, you can whack him on the head of the wrench. But if you go at the right angle, they see they'll grab the wrench mid midway as you're trying to whack him, and they'll basically pull you in and smash you around the head. Bastards. They are they are quite creepy. It is quite it is very risk. It's it's a very risk reward game. Everything is a risk reward. Even the so Nick, in the same in the drive to transhumanism, do you think it's worth going through the stage of having working Joes? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they're so. Oh, yeah, no. Or at least have them with a big like emergency stop button in the middle, <laughs> but they can't be disabled. So. Right on the forehead. Yeah. I did just remember when I had a brain fart at the end of that talking to Shadowrun. I forgot to mention the combat entirely. <laughs> Oh right, okay. That there's combat. <sighs> That's rewind right. to the start of the podcast. I just right. all I really. So, what have you been playing? All I really <laughs> need to say about it is it's pretty much XCOM. It's uh, grid based, and you like uh, yeah, co- grid cover based sort of shooting and using your class abilities. So like obviously some characters are better at close combat, some are better with weapons, ranged combat, and grenades and stuff. Some are mages, so you can do war spells and shit and target enemies and do different state status effects and things so you can blind enemies and you can use flashbangs if you're not a wizard to blind enemies mm. um, it's got and actually the combat is really fun like I, I really end up quite liking it it's not as in depth as XCOM but yeah that that's one of the reasons I meant to say that, that puts it a step above a lot of the older other CRPGs because CRPGs have notoriously shit combat they're all really yeah. bad but this game actually has fun combat um, cool. even though I didn't get to do much of it because in, in the new one because my character's too much of a blab mouth so it's like we want to kill you no you don't want to do that alright we're not going to kill you then cool. <laughs> cool but the first game I ended up having shit loads of combat because it's part of the story and, mm. but yeah the combat's really good really quite fun if you've got a balanced party it's quite fun as well yeah George cool. chuck that in there fair enough um that's all I want to say on Alienization. I'm doing a Let's Play, which I will be launching hopefully Monday. Mad. If I can get enough episodes edited in time. Um, so, anything I remember it us? being really big when it came out. It was, it? yeah. It was a very popular game. It was game. a very popular game. Uh, it's, it's a shame, though, because it's very hard. Um, so, it has a, if you look through, because one of the things I like to do on Steam is go into the achievements, look at the progress achievements, and you can actually see like percentage of. At what point people yeah, came up. Yeah, and <laughs> nearly, yeah, basically, yeah. And only about, I think last time I checked the other day, I can't remember the exact figure, but only like sort of 60% of people have got like to the third mission of 18. Damn. I think and again, about 20% the, of people have actually completed the game. With those games that you were saying, it's got a lot of tension, and it does. I think it's one of those games that either you're going to love it or you're really going to dislike yeah. it. And I feel a lot of people wouldn't like it. Mm. Um, I know my mother and sister wouldn't play it. They might start it, they wouldn't. They would, as, soon as, oh. as soon as the alien turns up, you have to. Because the stealth is so. You have to be stealthy. You can't. Like, there's a bit early on where you're, you're basically got to get past about half a dozen androids. You're not going to fight your yeah. way through that. Well, I mean, being stealth fans anyway, like it was the same with Thief, wasn't it? Like that had the same kind of thing yeah. going on. But you could, but you could not the guards. You, could, you can't except, do that in this except game. Except on like Cathedral, and there is like that, which kind of is what this game is. It is like yeah. an extended version of those levels yeah. in Thief. Yes. Which were, you can't knock the people out. There's no easy. Even like the things that disable them, um, like AMPs and Android talks about, are temporary. And they quite, you have to craft these, and they take a humongous amount of resources to craft. You can only hold like there's a there's a proximity there's a pipe bomb, which uses requires three blasting caps. You can only hold three blasting caps at a time, 
So basically, it's your entire lot of resources yeah. and gone, and that's it. You have to find more. So it's very you have to be really careful of it, which is why I've probably got loads of stuff I've not used because I'm just like so careful of touching yeah, yeah. it. So it's I can see why because it is a very unforgiving game. You really have to you have to have the stealth, really enjoy stealth to the stage of you can't you can't go through and knock people out. Touch really. You really. I don't think they're good games for people to play who have like anxiety and stuff either. Are they? Because it'll just make you feel no. worse. No. I actually know a few or people or heart who conditions can't. yeah because like, medically you wouldn't be able to would you I know a, a few people game. who cannot actually play those games yeah. because of um, Physical, stress and anxiety yeah. issues they, they, yeah. some of them have tried and they've literally got up to the first kind of, you know yeah. point and they're like no yeah, fuck, I can't game. do this and even if they're playing it in like a, a well lit room or yeah. whatever with other people with them they're just like no I can't do this yeah even now I mean I'm now about sort of probably about 10, 11 hours into the main campaign. Mm-hmm. Even now, when I hit the alien into the level, I'm on edge because I know how deadly it is. I and one one mistake is probably the game over for me. It's not one of those games then where it's a lot of the games of that type. When you get killed by something, you no longer fear it. In this case, it's actually a continuous thing. Yeah, because it is so deadly. And you can't. No, I, I have not because I've had that issue pass with Dark Descent. Um, when I got killed by the monster Dark Descent, yeah, you said about that. I was a bob by anymore. So I'm a bob by anymore. This one, I think they've done a very good job of actually sort of. It's Dark Descent. Basically, the monster comes, wails at you, and your screen goes red, and you're dead. This one's full on animations of like you're getting stabbed in the chest. Um, you know, the, the, you get stabbed in the chest. You just look down, you see it's being. Thing and the last few seasons, I remember oh, Tomb hand. Raider 2 what was the big thing about Tomb Raider 2 everybody just killing Lara in the worst ways possible I just remember that being like a craze wasn't it and then they didn't they do it in a new one it had lots of horrible deaths yeah and stuff. Which, to the point that people were saying oh that's distasteful you're dying horribly it's a game it's part yeah. of it yeah so it's it's that voids that fortunately I mean there have been times when literally I ran away from the anything he hasn't seen me I'm hiding me for desk and I just see him walk around the corner. He just looks... I don't know if it's he. I think they might all be she, They're actually. all she, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. all she. The face had of the males. Yeah, I yeah. suppose, yeah. And she looks down at me and just it's just, it's just all growls and the next one, no, I'm dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was that was actually an absolute cock-up. I was in a... I was in... I was hiding like a hospital room and these humans come in and they'd... Basically, they killed some people already and they found the dead bodies were on edge. Obviously, as you found your friends had just been killed... They start to the hospital, and I'm hiding underneath this bed. And I just look up, and I realise the bed's missing its top, so they can see straight through. Oh shit! Yeah. And they see me, and they've tried to sort of shoot me. And I've got no choice but to shoot back. Well, of course, that I sort of like start sprinting across the room. And of course, I just hear this thump as this alien lands behind me. And that's when I go try hide the desk, and the Aussie saw me completely and just walked right around the corner and just killed me. So what's he doing? What's he? What the fuck is he doing? Tonight? So there he is. Well, your only choice is to hide. You can't outrun it. It will run oh. faster than you. You really, you just, you. She did. They even tell you that in one of the tour. You all these loading screen tips. It says you can't outrun the alien. Yes, I know. I've discovered that. I learned that about four hours ago. Yeah. No clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't catch me. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit, if you space. do play it, top tip: everywhere you can, every time you pass a save point, fucking save. <laughs> every single time, just save. Because it, it is, it is. You don't know when you'll be in a situation where, like, you're going to be 
a 20 minute stealth crew to get to save if you make one mistake you're dead mm-hmm. and that happened to me a couple of times at club bits where I literally so I, I get to the, there's an object I have to get to I get there there's another objective and I was trying to go straight to that objective mm-hmm. and in the end it's like this is getting silly because it's so hard mm-hmm. it's like no I'm going to go back to the save point even though it's quite a long trek but I'm going to go there save so I have to keep doing this first bit because it is just save yeah every time I have the opportunity just save the bloody game so no, I, I know how that yeah. feels because I had a bit like that today actually in uh, yeah. in near yeah um, the the bit that everyone said I'd super super enjoy because it was yeah. really action packed. There's a point where they cripple one of the characters and they do it in the most annoying way possible. You've got a time section to get from point A to point B, but they take away all of your abilities. Oh, Even the one called jump. Nice. I was going to say I had to do that in what I'm playing as well, but the reason being because some of the conversation things are so long, and you might make a decision you didn't mean to make in a conversation where you think because obviously sometimes when you're reading lots of stuff, you get like I don't know a conversation opposite you read through things you might misread it or you might yeah you're like oh shit I've pissed off the character I really like I didn't want to do that so Mm. fuck I've got to go back and reload and then do that whole conversation Yeah. yeah so yeah I found myself saving quite a lot in that because I was saving between conversations because I didn't want to yeah the save's coming yeah save more saves coming the other thing I like about this is that it's one it's a bit like old school games is you'll get given an objective but it won't handhold you'll say right your objective is to contact the Torrens which is the ship that brought you there your objective is to contact them off you go <laughs> figure that's it nice, out that's nice though well yeah you f- it's like okay well I better sort of go through communications and figure out from there there's no you, I mean it'll give you like a general area that will highlight the map say in ge- where you're looking is somewhere in this area. This is where you need it's something to say you need to do. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. If it's designed well enough, it's not really a problem, is yeah. it? No, as long as it's not it's, like it's Fallout. logical. Fallout three. There's like something you have to find, and unless if it didn't have, it's a certain, game. Of course, it isn't logical. Well, yeah, like there's there's always something you have to find, and if they didn't put a quest marker there, you just wouldn't find it. You just walk past it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can if you're if you're sensible and you think about it, it all it does make sense. Mm. I'm gonna no, go for the Fallout Two next thing. I think because I've never finished it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna cool. do that next. That'll be nice to play the old cool. Fallout games. Right, but anything else before we move on? No. Right. Um, I know you got a big thing you want to. Talk that's about, gonna be a flashback. Ah, okay. Oh, flashback! Flashback! Flashing back. Um, on to TV. Um, I watched yesterday the first part of Netflix have presents Lost in Space the new version of it and so Lost and it's not got Joey Tribbiani in it we discussed this no it hasn't got Joey Tribbiani he was in, obviously in the film um, obviously Lost in Space based on the, there was original 1950s something like that 60s. Not, I know it's like an early sci-fi I think show. it might be 60s actually because I remember the, the first season was in black and white last season was in colour so it'd be 60s okay. 1960s sci-fi series about a family called the Robinsons who get stranded Danger in space Danger Will Robinson yeah they get stranded in the, they get stranded in space and this is the sort of like re-imaging of it and live action Jetsons yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lionel that's the time, and it's clearly based on um, Robinson Crusoe, isn't it? Yeah, you know they're called the Robinsons for starters. Um, it was that family that made orange juice. Yeah, there. I will say I want to do spoilers for the first episode because I've got lots of rant about this. So the first pie episode, I've got spoilers for it. If you do really want it spoiled, 
Trust me, you're not missing much. Um, <laughs> don't don't bother. Okay, don't bother. Oh, sorry. Ignore this next bit. Cause I'm going to spoil it. Okay, so it's okay, but rather naff, and doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's definitely. You told me on the way here, made me laugh quite a bit. Right, I'll get to that. Okay, so first thing I noticed, right? Okay, so again, the game, the TVC starts when they're on the space on the spaceship. They're playing. They're all strapped in, and the Robinsons are there. All of them there, and they're playing Go Fish. You know, point the guards around Zero G. That's quite nice. They're sort of like they're sort of floating the cars through Zero G. It's quite nice. So, oh, we're going to land on the planet soon. Blah blah. It's okay. We'll do it. And. Also, there's a big bang. This is literally the first like two minutes. There's a massive explosion, and they've they've been hit, and they're flying onto the planet, and it's going to crash. This is the thing that gets me. I literally the first thing. What the hell? There's a, they show you a close up of the counter, and it's counting down for like six thousand, and it says five like five thousand m. What does m mean? What does that mean? It means meters. Okay. What does Kapoor say? We are approaching at five thousand feet. Wait, wait. No. Yeah, slight difference there. Feet, meters on the screen. Kapoor talking in feet, and it's not like across this. We're now approaching four thousand feet. Screen four thousand meters. Who forgot to calibrate the computer? I don't know. They are out, out by like you know. There's like this three point three feature meter. They're out by three point three. Yeah. No wonder it crashed. But they're like this. They show you at six thousand feet. They show you this outside image of the ship, like sort of over the set, not even like in in like all of this planet. Six thousand meters up, isn't that higher part? High up, planes fly higher than that. Mm. It's like you're 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 above the ground at that point. <laughs> Helicopter, you know, like a little glider can get higher than that. It's like seriously, did you? No wonder you guys. I mean, six thousand feet would be even worse. <laughs> no, I'm bothered to check that. I mean, when you think that there is like that famous Saxon song, twenty thousand feet, which yeah. is about an aeroplane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no one think about this. So they crash on this icy, barren planet. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! And they crash there, and they all get up. Hey, okay. And this woman goes, "No, my legs trapped." Bear in mind, man. she's round a table. The table is fixed. The chairs are fixed. Somehow, her leg is trapped. <laughs> Oh, I'll get you out. Some of them get out. They all get out. They all climb up in their spacesuits and they all get to the t- top. They all get out of the ship and as they watch their ship, this sinks below this icy lake. Bollocks. That's not what they say, but you can tell it's basically what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. So there. So of course that's Save One Jeopardy. Um, oh, what are we going to do? Oh, it's cold. Yes, it is cold. It's icy. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, how long before we get car back to the ship? They think they can get back to the ship to like, get a battery pack. So you've only got six all hours. American shows need Jeopardy. Why can't it just be slice of life in space? Probably yeah, it, it gets. I'll trust me. Trust me. This gets worse and worse and worse. So they say, well, what we do is we get a battery pack from the ship. I know. I'll get Will Robinson, who's like this eight-year-old child. We'll get him to swim down. Then he can pick up because he's small. <laughs> oh, right. So the father's there. It's like, right, you've got to go down there. It's all down to you. This child's terrified about the idea. He's got to go down into the sunken ship that's flooded. Why is he doing this? One of his daughters jumps inside to go in instead. So she swims down there, gets down, and he's all saying, you'll get back. Bear in mind, they started a minute ago, oh, we've only got a few hours before the, before the lake freezes. Not freezes over, freezes. Right? So she gets down there, she's in the ship, she goes into it, she's going to take two hundred to go by the rear airlock rather than the top hatch, which they which he could get, but that was jammed, so it was too small for her to go through, but Will could get through it, which is why we're going to send him. So yeah, they get in there, 
and as she's coming back out, she knows water's starting to freeze. Bear in mind, it's a bowl of lake. They're up top of their helmets off. This, it's that cold, the whole lake is freezing. Okay, the, the whole lake <laughs> is freezing. Oh Not the God. surface, <laughs> the whole lake. But they're also, their helmets off. For how bloody cold is this? But it's warm enough that you guys are fine, but the whole lake is freezing. She streams up and she literally gets to the top and I gets, you just see her, her hands all frozen in the surface of the lake. The whole lake freezes around her. And she's just stuck there. They say, it's okay, your suit will keep you warm. Bloody hell, well, that suit must be good. And that's how Will Robinson learned to never trust his parents again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So they then sit there thinking, well, what are we going to do? And Will had noticed, oh, bear in mind, somehow, it's what they all got out of the ship. They found, managed to build this little habitat out of something. I don't know where it's come from. They've got this, like, folded habitat. Where they've kept that. Because they, they weren't they yeah, well, they noticed like, earlier, the door, they yeah. noticed in the distance, there's like this sort of white fire in the distance, and Will realises it's magnesium. And they say, oh, that's good, magnesium burns very hot. We, and you know what makes it hotter? Ice. No, water makes it hotter, not ice, water. And all we can use it to get her out. I thought, I'm pretty sure magnesium explodes when it comes into contact with water. I might be wrong on that, and I actually, I know sodium does, but I'm not sure, I think if I'm thinking magnesium explodes when it comes into contact with water. Any chemists there, just tell me. But so it's like I oh, will go get some magnesium. So off this trial, this youngster go. They go trekking off to get some magnesium. At this point, of course, the mother with her broken leg—it can't just be a broken leg, can it? No, she's got to have this medical condition called compression syndrome, where her leg's got too much blood in it, and they now need because the one in the leg is actually like this oh, medical it's Greek doctor. medicine. Yeah. Well, the one in the doctor, the one in the leg is the doctor. She's like a medical practitioner, so she knows medicine. So the one above, who's like sort of the bratty team... They've changed that, haven't they? Because wasn't the doctor a bloke in the original... No, no, there's not... No, you know, if you're a doctor, he, no, no. He's the one that becomes a monster in the no, film, no, wasn't he? He's not in... No, he's, he's in it, but he's not in this bit. He's not about ah, this group. Okay. This is not... He's separate. That's Zachary Smith. He's separate to this group. This group's just the Watson family. He also forgot to calibrate his thing. Yeah, he did. <laughs> And so she says, oh, right, you're going to have to do an operation to the bratty team. I'm going to talk you through how to do an She's in the eyes, frozen. I'm going to talk you through how to do an operation on her. It's like, for God's sake, do you really... This is, this, we don't need this bit as well. Oh, she's, it's not, she can't have a broken leg, which she got somehow broken by being trapped on a table that doesn't move. They've got to have an operation on it. So they start doing up. So she talks her through an operation, of which, of course, she succeeds at. Meanwhile, the father and the son, they've gone to this magnesium place and they're sort of, they've got some of the magnesium. The son says, oh, you need to be careful not to create a spark or you'll set the whole thing off. The father gets literally about a cup full, goes, yeah, that'll be enough. He didn't even know what it was a minute ago. Yeah, he knows it's going to be enough to save <laughs> his daughter. Good. Of course, at which point, we can't, it's not still not enough jeopardy. She'd be dead anyway, surely, but never mind. Yeah, well, she's got six hours, the suit will keep her warm, she's got six hours of oxygen. Why the ice hasn't crushed her yet, I don't know. But she's, you know, she's, fine she's all right so he goes right okay um at this point of course the cavern collapses and his son goes flying down out of the cavern and gets lost somewhere okay he gets lost in a bloody like temperate forest so we've gone from this really cold ice bit that can freeze a lake in seconds to a temperate forest literally next door it's like what the fuck is going on this planet it's okay. like World of Warcraft or something. Yeah, it, it is. Oh, we're in a woods zone now, that's fine. It is. So he lands there and says, look, I'm going to have to leave you. I'm going to have to come because I need to save, my, save the daughter. I'll come back for you. He goes, okay. He said, well, there's lots of foliage here. That means prey animals, which means something eats the prey animals. He goes, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'll come back to you. So he goes back to rescue the daughter. So it all wanders off. 
He's wandering off through this I get forest. The distinct feeling that these parents don't care for their son. I don't think they do either. <laughs> no. <laughs> they get rid of him. <laughs> I think so. He's wandering off. So he gets back to the um, sort of like with his little like, and they put the maybe on, on a stick and they start trying to try and cut it's through a robot the lake. I'm getting that. So I'm trying to cut through the lake with the with the um, magnesium. I'm not sure how that works. I'm pretty sure it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not how you work. You can't use magnesium like a sort of cutting torch. They cut a hole that's about six inches wide, and they start banging it. We can get to it. We can get to it. And you get like a hand there. It's like you got to her hand. You ain't going to get the rest of her through that hole. You maybe get her, you get crashes. You can get her arm through it. Brilliant. Awesome. Well done, family. You, you know you could have made the hole a bit bigger. But no, you just have to cut a hole. So they're sitting there trying to dig it out. Oh, and so... And, it's, and there's just so when social services turns. Oh, I don't... Well, <laughs> apparently not. So we go back to Will. He's going through and he and he picks up his little radar like some strange noises. And he tracks it down and he finds this alien ship and there's like fly and saucy crashed and so forth. And shortly after he comes in, he sees this what looks like a pair of legs walking through the forest. So he runs literally probably about... He doesn't want to fart. can only be like 100 yards away from it starts trying to climb up a tree and the legs saw try this all try and climb up the tree and it's like and it can't do it and he thinks oh I'm fine next thing you know he just hears this sort of growly scrowl noise and he just looks ahead in the, and somehow out of nowhere this four legged robot head thing has appeared on the end of this tree branch and it's all threatening him and sort of clawing at him and so forth and that's and it doesn't. It's all like pins in there, not but not in like physically, but like sort of it won't move and he can't move. And then it all breaks away. It's like okay, I don't know what to do now. I've got this alien creature in front of me. I don't know what to do. We then flip back to the family and they've managed to dig out and get his daughter and they've managed to scoop the ice out and get to her and so forth and get a hand. They're all touching a hand. Um, they can put the little time on their thing. For some reason, they always set little times to show them how long for their daughter dies. Mm-hmm. Right, that's just what that's that's encouraging, isn't it? You know, oh, I've got twenty minutes before my daughter's dead. Oh, that's so good. Um, and which point? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at which point? Right. right. Okay. Which point? So it's cold enough that the lake freezes instantly with seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's warm enough that they don't die of hypothermia. Yeah. And yet somehow the door is open. The, the, the ghost has opened the door. Spooky. Spooky. I'll just go close it. Good job. Try not to get frozen. Oh no, everything's breaking. <laughs> oh, that fucking... Ugh, Brad, what are you doing? <laughs> Ghosts. Anyway, so... Look, dog. So I was saying, it's cold enough that the vein... Rick, you're going to sell the dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Hello, Charles. Come here, mate. So it's cold enough. Charlie, join us on the podcast. It's cold enough that it's not free. It's the, the lake freezes instantly. It's warm enough that they're not doing hypothermia. It's also somehow warm enough that it can rain. <laughs> and they start. Yeah, it starts raining. And they all start panicking. Oh no, it's raining. Which means, of course, as soon as the rain hits the water, it's going to freeze instantly. I'm pretty sure that water would have frozen instantly if it was going to freeze. I don't think the rain's going to make much difference because the rain, in fact it's raining means it must be warmer. Just me. Again, I'm no scientist. I'm not a scientist. I don't pretend to be a big scientist, but that seems logical. Anyway, we flip back to Will Robinson. It's now dark. Okay, it's gone from no, daylight say, to dark. No, it's now dark. Okay, <laughs> at which point you hear this crackle of thunder, and you look over, and there's a blow, and and the the, the the burning wreckage, which has been sat there probably for several hours now, doing nothing but burning, has now at this precise moment decided to set fire to the forest. 
<laughs> so, like, so the forest starts catching fire. So he sat there. The alien creature in front of us all looks like it's dying. He's been chatting to it. It looks like it's dying. <laughs> and, but now the forest, for some reason, the fire seems to revitalise its legs. Its legs walk from underneath it, but legs can't get to it. And rather than it, you know, just dropping down, he decides to help it by sawing through the branch so it falls down onto its own body, right? Which he does. At this point, he's like, he's, he saw sawing through it, falls down. The whole forest is a gulf in flame because this fire has not managed to make its way from the ship for several hours. But as soon as it does, it just floods the whole forest in seconds. <laughs> it's like Australia or something. Yeah. <laughs> at which point, you at which point, at which point, this thing then comes back, picks him up, and like says, "Oh, as it's all like, oh, you've saved me, I'll save you," and just carries him away across the woods. Okay. But the thing that was trying to kill him. The thing that was trying to, like, trying to kill him a minute ago has now saved him. Okay. So that flies and he disappears off. Right. Um, he that's what takes him to a long distance away, and he sat there and he sort of like, he sort of like looks at him, and it sort of like sort of morphs itself, but sort of like copy human shape. So it starts with like four arms and those big sort of like chicken type, you know, sort of revert like chicken walker legs, where the sort of yeah. legs at the knees sort of the one way round. Yeah. It sort of switches over to like sort of more humanoid shape, and that sort of like, and he sort of looks at the thing. That's a bit weird, as you would. Yeah. And then it cuts again. We're back to the thing. They're all panicking. They're all saying goodbye to their daughter. Oh, it's, oh, don't worry. We're all here for you. And she's freezing to death about the run of oxygen. And then in the distance, you see walking out this big alien thing. How the hell? A, it knows where he is. B, it's found them. They've got there that bloody quickly. Again, it was dark. You know, how has it done that that quick? I don't know. There's some certain time issues here. It gets there and Real says, don't worry, it's safe. At which point, the bloody thing turns and goes, Danger, Will Robinson, for no apparent reason. Just so it can say the catchphrase yeah. in the first series. And it's like, why? Where, that's the first time you've just spoken, and you've just gone, Danger, Robinson. You don't even know his bloody name. Yeah. How the hell do you know his name? It then goes, and of course, at this point, it becomes Deus Ex Machina, in that it, can, it just literally walks on the lake, heats it all up, melts the ice, and pulls her out. Okay? Brilliant. So it's saving, okay? It then, in the next episode, which I watched briefly, I, got, I just couldn't watch any more, it, it, it also melts the ice, goes down to the ship and basically recovers the shit for them. Basically does everything. <laughs> this one thing, fucking thing, solves all their problems. And you're like, oh yeah, we're a bit cold, can you do anything about the cold? Oh yeah, I'll just put my hands in and heat you and keep you warm for the whole night. Brilliant. It was just ridiculous. It's just like, why do we need all this jeopardy? Every single thing, we don't need it. You don't need the fact, oh, we can't get away with not setting the forest on fire. Otherwise, Will has no possible reason to you know, be to, to help this alien creature that's been sat there in front of him, terrorising him. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So, all in all, it's really naff. So you don't like it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I literally got back to... I watched How the many first... triples out of five? Sorry? How many triples out of five? How many triples out of five? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, you know, at least... I would say, in metres, about a thousand... Out of 10 billion, and in feet, that'd be a thousand out of 10 billion because they're the same unit scale, apparently. <laughs> it was, oh, it was just, I was, oh, I, I, I kind of want to see it, just see how shit it is. Honestly, you need to, if you ain't got enough, you need to watch it. It's really, really, it's it's not, well, I'm going to say it's awful, you know, it's watchable. It's definitely, I've had several points type prone yeah. to watch. And I get the feeling that it's I get the feeling it's not it's not meant to be a hardcore sci-fi. I get it. it's meant to be aimed at families by the looks. I think that's what they're aiming for because it's, it's the the bloody robots fucking terrifying. 
You know, it's not cute and cuddly like the original. You know, it's not cute like the original robot. Yeah, I mean, the original like, robot was just a robot that they had on the ship, wasn't it? it yeah. Was like their their kind of servant. Yeah, Dr. Smith. And they basically. always sent it off with the little boys. Like Will Robinson yeah. always had the robot with him. It's like his nanny, wasn't it, or something? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird. A, it is bizarre, and this was just yeah, yeah. And everybody's suspicious of it. Will can't say why because it's a fucking alien robot that has the ability to like just instantly heat water and melt it in seconds. What could the hell could that do to you if it wanted to? That's why everybody's fucking suspicious of it. Will, stupid idiot. <laughs> I don't like kids at TV. I like how you said that like a safety advert. <laughs> <laughs> it can melt water in seconds. Just think of what it could do to you. <laughs> well, yeah. So, oh yeah no it's not it's not brilliant I'll probably watch it when I'm drunk microwave alien that's what you need <laughs> well yeah it, it, <laughs> it, it, it just literally spends that is the, all, the, all the whole family all obviously quite nervous as things just walking around the ship because the ship's covered in water they've was they must they've got out the water now at this point and they've drained all the water out of it and she's walking its way round with its hands just sort of like turning all the water to steam to get rid of it like just, and it's like sort of like waving its hands all over like the doorways and stuff to get all the remaining residue water out there you think this looks bloody dangerous I'm not sure I would have that <laughs> and of course you do actually find out it is bloody dangerous because there's a space station which they're meant to be going to which is like saviour from Earth because Earth basically gets another extinction event so did they then take this alien away from its natural habitat the alien wasn't its natural habitat because it crashed its own ship there oh, as well okay. so, it forgot to calibrate its distance yeah it was, yeah yeah um, but you, when whenever you, you, when you said at the start like oh yeah it's an M what does that mean I never like to guess because it just reminds me of like old video games where it's clearly set in a medieval time period then all of a sudden aliens yeah yeah you can't guess but, things that you think are quite obvious well there's this space station it's like meant to be obviously their habitat where they're going to live when the earth because the earth is dying off um, but there's a bit where there's a problem on the space station all the alarms go off and they look around a corner it's one of these alien things just going out there just blasting everybody with his hands and killing everybody that happens in the first episode as well so clearly they're not good guys oh there you go but this one will be a good guy because you know because Will Robinson saved his life so therefore it's now a nice nice it's like that film what was it Enemy Mine have you ever seen yeah, that film I've, I've, I've read the blurb on yeah. Wikipedia classic film weird as fuck though it is meant to be quite a good yeah. film it is a good film but it's strange yeah so Anyway, that's my little rant on TV. Has anyone else got anything on TV before we move on? Well, this is awfully ranty, though. I've got another rant coming up as well. Good. Look what, what's your that? TV rant? Did you say you had a ranty TV thing? Oh, no, mate, I could rant about everything. I haven't day. watched anything on TV in ages that I could think of. Let me see. No, no. Crunchyroll, I suppose. Cool. So anything before we move on to the flashback? No. Cool. Right, on to my second rant of the evening. Gagging for this rant. <laughs> so, again, spoiler alert. This is a spoiler alert for Far Cry 5, specifically the ending. And I will spoil the ending because I can't rant if I don't. Okay. So, <laughs> you so, so game, though. I was... Far Cry 5, and this, so spoiler warning, 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 warning. Far Cry 5 was oversaying my game of the year. I was really enjoying it. I was like, enjoying all the side missions. I've done every side mission in the game. I've done all the boss, everything. There's there's nothing left in the game for me to do, okay? Complete everything. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. Had a great time with it. I mean, the last few weeks, I've been telling you how much fun I've been having with it and really yeah. enjoying the combat. I mean, I've got no specific major faults with it, uh, apart from I think the collection crash shouldn't be there at all. Sure. That's probably the only thing I don't like about it. But other than that, I've no real major problems with it at all. That was until I got to the end. Right. 
So, and this end pretty much changed my type in the game to the point where I actually just completed Colin off the game. Available for nine ninety five. <laughs> so, the whole point of the game is this: this dude, this sort of cults took over this county in America, Hope County. And you've been fighting them. Um, you gradually there's three. There's this main guy called Joseph Seed, and he's got two. Do- he's got two sons, John, Jacob, and this other girl called Faith, who's like sort of been an adopted daughter. And you basically have to take out these three lieutenants, as it were, before you can go after him. He won't become, he won't confront you until you take out these other lieutenants. So you go for the whole game, you complete each region, take them out, do all submissions and so forth, and then you go finally see him. And you turn up there and you meet him. Now, what happens next is basically you're there, and all of a sudden, all the people you've rescued, he's recaptured somehow, all the people you've rescued throughout the entire game, right? Including all your guns for hire, have all, t- all turned up for the finale. Oh, Not the fangs for hire, which are the animals, all the guns for hire. So, there's potentially like 10, 11 people there when you get to the end, and he sort of like got them under control by using this chemical called the Bliss, okay? And basically, he says to you, look, you've destroyed everything I've got, look, just... Walk, leave me be. Walk away. We'll call it quits. You walk away, nothing. Or arrest. And everybody's saying that there's people saying no arrest him. It's what we're here to do: arrest and take him to custody. And your choice is: do you arrest him, or do you walk away? Option one: you walk away. If you walk away, you get berated a bit by a couple of people saying you're crazy, and someone says, "No, we need to come back with more troops and stuff to take this guy down." You know, we'll get the National Guard in and so forth. Mm. You get into the truck with all your friends, all the people you've rescued. Now, as part of the game, you get captured by this guy called Jacob, and he basically mentally conditions you to respond to a music coup. Mm. And then when the music coup happens, you basically turn into oh, like a... Oh, super agent. You turn into like a murderer, and you end up killing lots of people. And basically, you get trained to... Basically, at one point, you even kill one of your main allies as part of this, this, this music coup. While you're in the truck all going away and you're driving away, the sheriff puts the radio on. Guess which song starts <laughs> playing on the radio? That's that's one ending one. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I call the sensible ending. Ending two. Right, that's the sensible ending. <laughs> oh you right. wait, you're like this. Ending two, you arrest him. So you arrest him and you get into a boss fight with him and so forth and you have to basically rescue your friend so your friend's basically all turn he basically sort of like mentally controls with this psychic drug and they all turn on you you have to basically fight them knock him on knock him down recover them and they become your side and gradually gradually you sort of bring them all to your side and you rescue all the people you've rescued you're going to fight everybody okay so you then try to arrest them and he basically goes on about, they say, you're under arrest for this, this, and he basically says, like, you know, well, Pocket is going to be here, the world's going to end. At which point, a nuclear bomb goes off. Okay. okay. A nuclear war starts. You have to get a truck, and you're literally fighting, it's like in the firestorms of this nuclear bomb that keep going off around you. Okay, you're driving the fire of this truck, or trying to escape and get to a bunker, as the whole of, Ho- whole, presumably of America, is getting nuked. Right? Okay. Well, what basically happens in the background story, hidden away in like a brief radio, because there's radios in the game, but you you don't read this, but it's not like obvious what they're talking about. Hidden away in one brief news report, they mention that Moscow's got nuked. 
in this world, Moscow, so there's also the people brink of nuclear war. That's the only clue that nuclear war is on the brink of nuclear war, which I completely missed. The only way I know about it, I read it on TV tropes. That's the only way I know about it. There's not, there's nothing to basically warn you about this. The whole game is so subtle. They don't. You basically you might as well not mention it. So, going on, you, you ride all the way through in this massive nuclear apocalypse to a bunker. You go to the bunker. You then crash the car. Right, all your friends are killed. Everybody is killed in this car accident. Just you and Joseph C. He grabs you, drags you down to the bunker where you first meet the main guy who basically saves you initially from the cult. Joseph kills him and he ties you to a chair and basically says, "Good, while well, we're now sort of all that's left." And when the, when the sort of fire goes out, we can start the world anew. And basically, he kidnaps you and holds you hostage, and you're just stuck with him. And that's the end of the game. <laughs> okay? Wow. Now, I was angry. I was livid, because I thought, you're fucking kidding me. All that stuff I've done, I know it's all virtual, but all the people I've saved... You know, the last mission I did was basically I helped this lady get enough money together so she could take her boyfriend and stuff and leave, escape. All that done. All the people I've rescued. All my friends I've, I've rescued and spent time with. Fucking hell, one of my friends, had, he just had a baby daughter who I had to rush and get to help get delivered, right? All gone. The whole point, everything I've done is basically been for now. That's like rush ending. That horror. was fucking like, awful. I mean, it would have been better if the other ending hadn't have been shit as well. Like, yeah. If there'd have been like, I, I don't know either a payoff or something yeah. that said that there was a good reason for you to let him live like I don't know yeah. the, the nuclear war happens oh because you've spared him he helps you get yeah. away that would have been way yeah, better exactly. I think. it would have like, made more oh, sense yeah because you actually spared him he's got the foresight to think alright I'm going to help yeah. you out because like, it's subtly hinted at that you should walk away because there's a point where you take it over to the tenants and she's basically says he's going to give you a shot and he's basically she's been tortured she's broken at this point she says look I've had a bar knife so if he's going to give you a choice you just need to listen to it. especially him. considering the recurring theme to these games at least from 3 seems to be that the bad guy is kind of not always the bad guy like yeah. you had that with what was it number 4 Pagan Min like yeah. that was that was and the idea num- yeah you just get a feeling that the whole it's all good thing it's like oh it turns out the Doomsday Cult was right and it's like I've just so in that case it's me I've just murdered all his followers for no real good reason yeah and I was like, I just actually sat there, I just sat there in the evening, I just looked at it and I thought... It's not like it's even a clever, ah, oh, you know, we get like, I don't know, you, no. you kind of think, you oh, right, that's quite clever, I've done this and I should have been doing this, but it's not, yeah, it's you not just even... just dropped a nuke on the whole game. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's just ruined everything then. It's literally just, everything I've just done is for now. What the fuck? And that pretty much put me off the entire game. Wow. Because I was so pissed off all that stuff I'd done, all these people I'd saved, yes, they're virtual people, but the fact is I still had to go have to do it, and it's all just for now. It is literally because the whole world's in burning in flame. And except I was like, North Korea. Except <laughs> North Korea. It's like, for fuck's sake. There's actually, I did find there's actually a third ending, and now the theory going around the various forms is that the third ending is actually the real ending. Can you, uh, so how did you get the third ending? The third ending. So at the start, you know, at the start of the game, oh. you go to... Rest him, mm-hmm. and you land a helicopter. You go up to rest him, and he basically offers his arms to you to put the handcuffs on him. If you don't do anything for ninety seconds, the sheriff basically there says, "Do you know what? There's only four of us here. This is a stupid idea. We'll come back with more guys, and you all leave." 
Yeah, they did the same thing with uh, four. Was yeah, you could just sit there and then the end would happen. Yeah, so basically, a four. He tells you to wait. See, because I thought that was a combat as well. Because I think all the videos I've seen of four just made me think I'd pick this game up if there was an option to play for that guy. I would have quite enjoyed yeah. playing for that guy, but there's no option. Yeah, it's that's that's the way Far Cry works. Is you retake the island and so forth, paint the world your colours, so it'd be all you are fixed to. It is. Yeah, which is boring. Like, yeah. be, if you're going to have these kind of big characters, it would be far more interesting to give you the option to work with them and yeah. learn more about them, and then maybe play off the idea that you know you could get for a point in the game they do something and you think, oh god, they actually are bad. But yeah. then you might think they do something else. You think, all right, are they crazy? Am I crazy? Yeah. You know, I don't. Like, I don't mind how having a one-sided campaign where you always are on one side. I don't mind that, but. Just not have any sort of nice way out of it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if if it would have been far nicer if, as you say, the ending where you walk away ends up on an up, you know, and it doesn't, that would have been a far better solution. And then it rewards you for the fact that you listened to what one of the tents yeah. said, which she said, walk away, and she warned you, and you listened to her and actually did that. That would make sense and it would work. But the yeah. fact that like, either I way. Mean, what, would, what would have been the perfect thing in that situation is you, I don't know, you walk away something happens to get him on the bus the thing happens to make you go fucking I'm going to kill everyone and he's the dude that stops you killing no, everyone that's a really that would have been a good idea. twist but yeah no that would have been a, now that's so why aren't you writing for Ubisoft I should be right, well I would yeah. never write Look, for Ubisoft I accept Firepies have never had great storylines they never have yeah. they've always been very simplistic I don't mind I don't mind a silly storyline that was just such out of, such a left such a broadside hit I was like, "What?" Yeah, it's just, just like you say, it just pisses <coughs> over everything you've done, yeah. and it kind of—that's not fun, you know. Yeah. Like, you want to have at least some kind of resolution. Yeah, it felt like I wasted the entire my entire time, basically. Yeah, all the fun because all, all you know, my dog's dead, Boomer's dead, Peaches, my cat's dead, yeah. Cheeseburger, the bear's dead, motherfucker. Yeah, all my various things are all just. Oh, I was just so angry. That's actually one of the one of the things I really dislike about Near Automata. That same thing, that the whole thing, and they kind of telegraph, they hint it from the very start, that the whole thing is pointless. Yeah. Yet you're still doing it, and they're still trying to make you feel something for it. Yeah. But it's pointless. Can I just say that the game I completed recently, at the end, and it had a completely different effect on me, and I thought it was really good. <laughs> I'll spoiler it just in case people found that the whole storyline is that you're hunting for a guy, the guy that killed the dragon, when the dragon attacked Berlin, because you think that um, the dragon's still alive, and mm. all the bad stuff has been happening in the games because of the dragon. They flip turn it on its head, and it turns out the guy that you're looking for is actually the source of who's been trying to kill you and the reason why is because he doesn't understand that you're trying to reach him about the dragon about the dragon to try and help him stop it because he has the dragon under lock and key he's actually been working on something to try and make a disease to wipe out all the other dragons in the world Mm -hmm. and you can in the uh kind of scheme of these games like the old Fallout games talk him down if you're clever enough at the end yeah. but what I like about this is you talk him down his henchman comes in the room and shoots him if you manage to talk him down so you still have to fight but then at the end with the dragon you find out the reason the dragon attacked was because it had been sucked out, pulled out of its own reality and the first thing it saw was um, a city and its 
whole thing is powered by nature, so it freaks out because it's it's realising that it, it sees the world as dead, and that's why it attacks everything, so mm. you kind of realise it's not the bad guy, and you get the choice of whether you want to let it live yeah. or not, which I chose to do. And what I liked is some of your team are like, oh, I think that was a bad thing to do. And another guy in the team said, well, no, actually, I think he did the right thing. I think letting the dragon live was a good thing. Mm. And I found that to be quite a good resolution, yeah. because there were four or five options there that all had good and bad turnouts and I liked that it was that you're never really sure whether it's the right or wrong thing regardless of what you do but then it could be and I yeah. kind of got you, you do get a little bit more resolution with that ending yeah. because you meet with one of the other dragons and he hires you and it's like I'm going to take yeah. you on because you're really good and actually you did the right thing because she's actually mm. kind of I like that that's good yeah. you need more games that have those kind of endings not yeah. those are games say. long dead though I suppose so, yeah. It only seems to be indie developers that are making those, or... Mm, yeah. yeah. There is a theory that the ending you have, where Aiden gets news is actually hallucination, the whole reason that ending is that theory is based on the fact that, being a Far Cry game, they don't want the fact that you made the game not finished. So after you get to the last cutscene, you just instantly spawn back into the map with all your, any crash you have done undone, and all the characters are still there and so forth. You can carry on, they've got any outposts left to do and so forth. So, uh, and, but then if you put your mouse over Joseph's territory, he has a cross for him, so he's been dealt with. Right. So there's a theory that that is, that is one people's theory, but I think that's just clutching is straws in my mind. a right? season pass, like DLC waiting yeah. to come out? There is, but the DLC is not in any way... Related to the story. No. Ah. So basically, DLC, you, there's going to be one where you're going to be in Vietnam, there's going to be one where you're on Mars fighting Martians, and there's one where you're going to be fighting zombies. Which, coincidentally, throughout the game, you collect comic books, as well as collect treats, and the comic books are based around Martians, Vietnam, and zombies. <laughs> so it's also you're going to be playing in the comic books as well. Oh, that'd be interesting. I mean, it's got, I mean it's, it's just got so many nice things to it, and they just fucked oh, up the last minute. to write a better so ending in ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Mechanically and all that it's sound, it's just literally the story's a bit jacked. The last ten minutes fucking ruins the whole game. Mm. In my opinion, it literally ruins... The last ten minutes ruins the entire game. Shame, isn't it? I've never, I've never. I mean, I said I've never. I mean, Far Cry games. I've never. I don't hold them up there in the world of William Shakespeare, but you at least expect to have some resolution. Oh, I want at least a nice-ish ending. No, I mean, it doesn't mean it doesn't have to be sickly sweet, but has to have at least a nice taste to it. Go on to one of your more favourite series with Deus Ex that had the multiple endings and they were more interesting. Yeah, and didn't have like. None of them in that first game were necessarily good, good or bad. No. Well, some of them were bad, but I mean, even the transhumanism one where he becomes super powerful is not necessarily good or bad, is no. it? It's kind of it's that they cheaped out and went der shock horror. Mm. Yeah, that, is, that, is, you're that right. just seems to be the they're, thing that a lot of games do these yeah. days. I think they're, I think they're trying to be more. Well, this will really throw sparrows to the players, but they just start pissing everybody off. But to yeah. do that, you have to do it intelligently. Yeah. It has to be a good twist where you go, ah, oh, okay, oh, yeah. I think the problem was it was too subtle. Mm-hmm. The the lead up to it, and the, the clue is there is a clue there, but it's one clue that if you don't have to be listening to the radio station and hear it, yeah, which half time you're not because you're busy doing other things, you're going to completely miss. I mean, yeah. there should be, you know, like, there could be clues. Yeah. That you find those in newspapers as well. There could have been clues. In that. There could have been. They put could have put clues in there that the world isn't as good as it looks. Yeah, mm-hmm. a good example of that ending <coughs> reversed and done well is like with the mist, the film The Mist. Where have you seen the film no. The Mist? Uh, does anyone mind about spoilers no, from the film no, The no, Mist? All right, at, at the end of well, The Mist, no. um, 
they're basically resigned to the fact that the, just the basic storyline is they're trapped and there's mist and mist monsters and every, you, you think the world is now being overrun by these hideous HP Dubcraftian monsters mm-hmm. and the guy gets away in, in this truck I can't remember exactly what happens but I think the truck breaks down and he knows him and his family are going to die so he pulls a gun out and he kills his wife and his child and then the mist clears a little while after and then like search teams come along and he gets rescued nice. and he's like oh my god he's just killed his family and he was just like five minutes away from being rescued and that was kind of like a good way of doing a kind of um, co- not a cop out ending but like you know a, a, a devastated tr- a ending yeah. you know he, he yeah. was almost saved and he didn't know it and it's just like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas this obviously is the opposite. Not it's just yeah, they, they fuck you over for no reason with no kind of clever yeah. twist or anything. Plus, it's not really funny. It has got lots of rather unfortunate implications, particularly if you play as a female Jeopardy and he has you trapped in a bunker, tied up. There are some unfortunate implications there. Well, I think <laughs> there, there might be the other ways. Well, but then again, no, because he is uh, he's super Christian, isn't he? So he couldn't be gay. No. Yeah. No. It is just, yeah. I've never gone from liking a game so much to really being pissed off and not liking it in a spate of so quickly. Mm-hmm. Not after 57 hours. I've seen there have been games with shit endings at the end that put me off. I'm used to shit ending in games. I'm used to shit ending in games. Games, there are very few games that have decent endings. Mm. Most games have shit endings. In fact, most TV series, most films have shit endings, really. Because there's, it's, you know, I, when, don't, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of games where I've been okay with endings or thought they were good. There's not many that jump at me and me yeah. going, "Oh God, that's terrible." Like, I mean, there was that they range from shit to yeah, yeah. endings. There aren't many games with great endings, mm-hmm. and this wasn't even like shit. And this was just diabolical. I just. I've never been so pissed and it's a series I love I've never been so pissed off with a game series I just I don't know what they were thinking I hope they change they it they weren't <laughs> I actually I honestly hope they actually change it and actually fix it and actually read to the end like, one, like Mass Effect they get your purple ending yeah <laughs> let's change your colour yeah see but I didn't mind Mass Effect's ending people probably Mass Effect's ending. I didn't mind it at all yes it was a little bit out there, but then to be fair, it was always going to be awkward to end that game, no matter what, because it's so complex. You can't easily end it, whatever you do. Mm. You know, you can't have a definitive "this is the end of the game" anyway, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with all these long winding games; it's always hard to end them. But I didn't mind any of Mass Effect, but this one really bad. I mean, what the fuck were they thinking? Who said thought that's a good idea? This won't piss anybody off. Mm. Or yeah. well, like you say, like like if they did it, but it's not. Oh, he's got you tied up in a bunker that the end stretch of the game is you and him are in the bunker and then you've got more shit to do. Like, yeah. with the stuff going on, like maybe you've got a chance to get out there and help your friends or maybe, yeah. like, you know, and then you're working alongside a guy you did, did vehemently disagree with. It gives the game a bit more brevity, yeah. doesn't it? Which yeah. It, wouldn't, it doesn't seem to have at the moment with this. No. no. Shock horror. So, it's a brilliant game, but when you get to the stage where you have to confront him, don't. Just stop there. Write your own ending. Write your own ending. Stop and just you know don't worry. Save Alt F four. You're done. And that's it. Your game over. At that point, you've got you've done every mission. You know his his his, his mission is more of a cutscene than anything. You've done every mission. You've hundred percented it. Just stop. Hmm. We yep. just don't handcuff him at the beginning of the game. Also, and then yeah, then you get the actual that which a lot of people think that's probably the proper ending because mm-hmm. you go away and then presumably then you go back to the National Guard and arrest him. I mean, yeah. that was the impression I got from number four. It seemed like Pagan Mim was an alright dude. Like, why would you yeah. want to kill him? 
Yeah. He gives you dinner, like, you know, and yeah. lets you stay in his house. Yeah. Becomes your new surrogate father figure. What would you want to do that dude in? He's cool. That's what I wanted to do when I played four, was to basically just sit there and wait. You were told to wait. Mm. Wait. You get what you went there for. Game is done. Yeah. Did three have anything like that? No, four was the first one that did it. That was a little Easter egg. Because yeah, it's a very the reason I thought I went back to three was because I remember the villain was popular in three, like he was before. Yeah. yeah, and he's in the main villain either. He's looks like I'm just lunatic. He's actually he? one of his intents. Holds as the main the main bad guy, but Bass is one of my members. And you know, and until someone pointed out to me, Bass is paid by um, Natural Bear Natural Bear Corsor. They even look the same. Yeah. Who, which one's that? In Melchior, is the um, sort of the one in the cartel who contacted with Mike, who basically doesn't really want to be part. He sort of likes yeah, second his father. Voice. His father is um, owns that um, upholstery that sort of like oh, car right, shop. Yeah, yeah. It, same voice acting. And the Vass was based on him. Oh, okay. If you look at Vass, I'll show you. If you look at Vass, you look at him. He's the same look. They yeah. are, they look the same. Yeah, and he played in the live action prequel to Far, yeah. Far Cry Three. So it's the same guy. That's pretty cool. It's a weird thing. I, I never noticed until I real, until mm. I realised it. So it pointed out to me. I'd say three was probably my favourite. I've yeah, really I probably that. played any of them. Three was my favourite of the three. Four was I I did enjoy. Um Primer was nice, it's a bit a bit different. Did mm. Primer have a good ending? Primer, yeah, Primer was a really upbeat ending. You know, you saw there's these two uh basically Primer there's two other tribes that you're fighting against and you're basically rebuilding your own tribe as you actually feel they go back to your camp and you build your tribe and eventually you take out both the tribes okay. and sort of because they're really nasty there's one which is a bunch of cannibals and sort of like Neanderthals and there's one that but they're, they're quite sympathetic because they are killing and eating people because they, they basically all suffer from what they call brain fever and they're killing people because they think that will help protect them and curve from it. Mm-hmm. But actually, the sort of, sort of hints they've all got, um, what's it called, kuju, kuju, which is the disease you get from eating humans. Mm-hmm. With the way you get your thing in your tongue, is that they get like that weird dip in their tongue? You get, um, your brain starts to go. Yeah, but the, that's the, the symbol, isn't it? The signal that um, you've got it is you get a weird like thing in your tongue. Yeah. I remember reading something about it. Well, I heard about that, but, but the basic thing is that they're actually they're eating what was given them all this brain yeah. things. They've been eating all these people, and they think that's the way to curb. So they're really quite a tragic story. And they're basically they meant like Neanderthals, so it's like sort of the last remaining tribe. Never a good tribe, but like this insane like sun worshiping tribe likes to set people on fire. And, <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. They, they, yeah, they, they, they're insane. That's quite weird. But when you get rid of that, you sort of go back to your village. You know, you've got with the other tribes your tribe can actually now expand and grow and so forth and it ends in a really upbeat tone I, I can't handle stuff like primal to be fair it couldn't end on a nuclear blast really could it oh no well you <laughs> say that but like I, like I said earlier when you, when you mentioned the distance because scale. I like cavemen and I think going back cavemen is something we need because we've only got the humans haven't we I remember mm. that and Peter Marnie was making BC with any cop day and I really wanted to play that I remember watching the tech demos for it and going that game was fucking awesome but then it just never happened yeah. Primal scared me for the same reason the distance scale is a bit kind of that's obvious but I'm not going to say anything that's going to be a yeah, just because yeah. of was it Might and Magic 6 takes place in ye olden times end of game twist aliens yeah far Primal doesn't do any of that fortunately yeah well but that's what happens like whenever someone says this is Primal or this is set in a yeah. certain date I'm like something really 
fucking stupid's going to happen. I just expect it to happen now just yeah. because of that one fucking game. No. It has got its weird moments because you know Far Cry. Far Cry also those weird moments where like you have like a a boss battle on a disco sort of like background type thing yeah. those sort of weird moments it has got all those bits in it still a little bit and you know you find a boss battle with the sort of, the sort of sun pre-stress pre- is quite weird but it's sort of like you sort of get to, you expect that you sort of expect that with Far Cry you've got used to that with Far Cry mm. so you sort of expect to sort of like forgive it it has a bit yeah. of a Radical Heights moment yeah it is quite weird it has its weird it moments California man in the game but, <laughs> but it's, what I like about it is that the insane the details they put into these games, the people really care about them. So Far Cry Primal, I first mentioned last one, that the language they speak, they haven't just made they've it's a made up language, but it's not one they've just made up willy nilly. They spoke to some linguists and it's based on what they believe people would have been speaking around about that time. Yeah. So it's got an actual it's, okay. it's based on it was based on actual historic languages. They saw like trace languages back and they have an idea of what people would have sounded like spoke like so they made the language up based on that. Mm-hmm. They've a few words because they're missing lots of words. So I don't think they have a word for the so to sort of make a word for that but sort of sound and keeping that's neat that's, they, that's caring in time they put yeah. into it and I feel I mentioned to you last on the sound design of Far Cry 5 there's this tractor you can get which has got like, this like mow on the front of it mm-hmm. and when you're on the tractor and it's fire normal you can hear the tragedy you, you can see it but you can't really hear it if your front windscreen gets damaged, you can then just start hearing the motor on the motor. Ah, oh, that's cool. Mm. There's just little details like that and they obviously all actually obviously cares. Yeah. And they fuck it up. Completely fuck it up. Yeah. Not, not to sound like I'm flogging a dead horse again, but near Automata does that. Yeah. The sound design, great. Soundtrack's pretty decent. Mechanically, the game is sound, but it just doesn't... Even though each individual piece is decent, the story just fucks it up. Yeah. It is, yeah. So that's why so I've had a, that's why two rants <laughs> of Far Cry and Lost in Space. Ram rants. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if anyone else got anything else before so you. So I was the only one that had something good to say about yeah. anything for change. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> You're, you are the yeah, aliens was, for the Mike Magic I was, series. I was positive on oh, Alien right. Isolation. Oh, yeah, you were too. Yeah. You were positive the first time we talked about it, too. Yeah, yeah I was. For your whole two-hour playthrough that felt like forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. We talked about one of the first-person Magic games. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't remember which one it was. Dark Messiah of Might and Magic was the first-person hack and slash. But there was a... There was, Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? That's really? awesome, that game. That is really good. You, get, maybe you can kick hawks into spike trips. <laughs> and trip them up with ice. Yeah. Fun this stuff. Is, I mean, early on, on the, dem- I've, well, the demo for I played it earlier on, I walked around a corner, and there's this long staircase that has like a right angle caught at a turn of the bomb, otherwise it just leads off a cliff, and you have the ice spell at this point. Yeah, nice. <laughs> he's cast ice on the stairs and watch all the orcs come running down and go, thump, thump. Oops! Yeah, I love shit like that. Game like you were saying about Radical Heights, mad things that make games fun. Yeah, so yeah. daft shit is good. Like in games like that, daft shit is good as long as it's not. As long as they don't try and make you feel things. Yeah, you know what I mean. Look, it's, uh, I know that I really like, feel for that or carrying its babies that tripped on the ice like, and fell off the why? cliff. No, that's <laughs> it. Like, oh yeah, now you're a villain. So, and like, ah. Uh, Nia, why did you do this to me? Tom had better come up with a decent reason to defend that game, because mm. so far everyone has failed. I was really hoping that you'd, you'd have taken a crack over having played some of the other games in the series. All I know is there's loads of porn of it. It's the only thing I knew about the game. Oh, GG. 
There you go. So you look it up, it's the first thing you see. You're like, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Those are good. Those are sad. Those are good points about it. It creates support. <laughs> Yay. There's, there's a prawn series about it. Good job. Yeah. I bet you're most sure it's about 9S. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that there's a chick with a blindfold that walks around and there's just fucking shitloads of panty shots of her. TV. Right, in that case, shall we end? Yeah. So, I've been Suffolk Graham. I've been Bard. Scurzius. And so thank you for watching. We'll see you in a Fortnite in episode 89. <laughs> That's a fortnight. <laughs> 14 days. 14 days. For anyone That's else 14 watching. days yes. Battle Royale. Still 14 days. Every 14 days. We always do every 14 days, Tom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, don't forget. So, thank you for watching. I'll see you then. Yeah, oh, wait, I'm in charge of this, won't I? Yeah, yeah. Bye. Oh, I can't move, I'm stuck. Quick, get up I'm first. too much of a fat ass. Petrol podcast mode.